Hello and welcome back to the Rosbrake podcast. Today's episode is with Alex Reed. Uh, Alex is a actor. He is a former professional MMA fighter. He was around for really a lot of the early days of uh, of UK MMA. Uh, he has reached a, a high level of fame through doing things such as winning Celebrity Big Brother and uh, then just kind of knocking about the newspapers um, for many years after that. Uh, I've known Alex for a long time. I occasionally uh, He occasionally comes to train with me. He's a very, very interesting guy. I think he's very misunderstood as well. So I've been looking forward to getting him on the podcast and being able to sit down and chat to him. Uh, we had a really cool conversation. Uh, we went off on a load of tangents and spoke about stuff that I didn't expect us to be speaking about, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy listening. Check it out. Okay. Are we are we on yet? Now we're live. I'm just looking for your <laughs> your Twitter, your Instagram, <laughs> Raspberry Ape. Right. Yeah. Where am I? <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh, Who we, are you? You're. <laughs> I'm Daniel Strauss. This is the Raspberry podcast. Daniel Who are you? Strauss. I'm Alex Reed. <laughs> Alexander, when I'm feeling posh, I'm Alexander Reed. And this is, guys, I'm going to show you, for my guys, and I apologise for the people who've probably listened, listened, viewed, the, how does it work? Yeah, some listen, some view. This is Daniel Strauss. Got, can you see? Yeah. But um, he's a jiu-jitsu <laughs> This is one of my guys. He, he's done a thing or two in this, this is, sport. This is for the, uh, the, sun listen, the sun readers, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you know what? That's interesting you say that. Yeah, go on. Because people do we'll have get straight a mis- into it. misconception about yeah. the whole media thing. Yeah. Um, I actually detest celebrity. Really? I want to be celebrated yeah. for having accomplished something. That's why yeah. I, I went to acting school to train really. And that's scary. Mm. I mean, much like, uh, we, I mean, you know me from my fighting yeah. and my martial arts, which is our affinity. For people who don't know, what's your martial arts background? Uh, I'm a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. But yes. you, you've been doing it. I've been doing it for a little while now. And look at your body. You're pretty, <laughs> pretty fit, dude. Now, you train yeah. diligently hard yeah. to, to compete. Are yeah. you a competitor? Yeah, I do. I try to. So, same thing with acting. Yeah. yeah you, you train really hard. Yeah. And then, same thing with my martial arts. I train bloody hard. Yeah. And I want to, I love the clap of a crowd, the cheer of an audience. Yeah. Mm. An aud- yeah. And when you're in a, on a play and people are laughing or smiling or happy, fantastic. There's no mm. better feeling. It's ecstatic. And that, that I'm happy to be celebrated for. Yeah. But do you know what? I swallowed that celebrity pill. Mm. And I was addicted to not the crack pipe. Yeah. To the fame pipe. Yeah. And you get that. You can get that from, I got that from sports. I've got that adulation. That's fabulous. Mm. When you, I mean, tell me yourself. Yeah. When you're competing, is it, do you like to feel a bit of people are watching and cheering? Is Absolutely. That well, I think, I think uh, when it comes to um, competition, with something where it isn't predetermined. So like in any sport where you can win or you can lose, the the number of people that are watching you and the, the prestige of the tournament is a, it, it's an amplifier. But even if people aren't watching you, yeah. the fact that you've got that and that makes you feel good about yourself mm. and it gives you uh, integrity, credibility mm. and a sense of self-worth. And you've gone on, you're a fabulous teacher. Thank you. Uh, bloody good. You Thank know. you, I appreciate that. For guys who don't know, he's a... Badass jiu-jitsu dude. And I'm sure everyone... <laughs> this is for my guys. Yeah. So, if you hadn't done all those arduous hours of training yeah. in the gym, when no one's watching, mm. only maybe a few other guys you're training with, mm-hmm. 
you know, there's not an audience then. And that, to me, is still building up your self-worth and making you feel good about yourself. Yeah. You know, some of the, the hardest fights I've had mm. been in the gym. Yeah. Um, <laughs> didn't get paid for that. Yeah, that's the bit that no one sees. Yeah. Yeah. And so people say, you know, it's, um, it, was, it was the uh, the Mexican who's just won. Yes. He's still, you know, people are taking the mickey because mm. he's a big big boy. Mm. And you know what? Sorry, I'm going to give up training. I'm going to go and open a pie shop. <laughs> but all jokes aside, yeah. I mean, he's a, these, what do you call it? He's a journeyman. They work bloody hard. Absolutely. Have you and seen the videos of him training? No, I haven't. Yeah, he's a savage. He's yeah. legit. Yeah. So he, and he was ranked number 14. Yeah. And it, it, I'm going to go straight to my fighting history. Yeah. I was kind of underrated and I got, offered fights I probably shouldn't have taken right in my early career and I did really well mm. and all of a sudden I jumped straight up mm. but then you have to hang with the big boys and yeah. it can be a little bit oh hang on so I had to I, I did it in reverse I didn't really work my way up although I was I had loads of hundreds of amateur competitions yeah so so one thing that people don't realise is that your kickboxing career before you got into MMA was massive right oh my goodness yeah 200 fights 200 so, kickboxing matches. so when I say 200, there's different, different levels of kickboxing. Yeah. There's, and 200 is still 200, though. That's a lot of matches. But I wouldn't call them fights. Okay. Uh, competitions. Okay. I mean, fighting's in a war. Sure. Two concentric dots playing a contest. And a lot of it is tag, you're it. Yeah. Um, what's that? Point fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did I point put, fighting? I did. A, yeah. Yeah, I must have had 100, one of those, 100 of those. Yeah. Uh, about 50 then like continuous. Because you, you step up. Mm. Um, and point fighting is very skillful. Mm. I mean, look at Michael Venom Page. Yes. Look at, um, there's many fighters like it. Prince Nassim Hamid. Even um, Muhammad Ali. I mean, it's kind of Anderson Silva. Yeah. When he, when he touched um, Forrest Griffin. Yeah. And it's like, it was like something from the Matrix. And yeah, he just yeah, fell over. Yeah. You just get the right pressure point, the right mm. time. Anyway, I, when I was doing that, I, I thought I could take on a gang of bikers. I was told by Kevin Bruton, the Jedi, who was back then when I was about 15... That's when I first got into okay. martial arts properly. Um, I saw the pictures of him in these magazines and he happened to be, I thought he looked really cool and really, it was like a, a black Tony Robbins. Yeah. Thank you. And so a really good positive role model. Yeah. And I was brainwashed to thinking that when I had my green sash, I don't know, it's about halfway through to black belt, sure. that I could take on a gang of bikers. And then thinking, <laughs> as getting a bit older, it didn't really work out. <laughs> so I switched from... <coughs> Um, I went. I went to boxing classes. I okay. went to ten boxing shows, and only got one match. Really? And that the adrenaline and build up. Yeah. And then you know, and then only getting one match is horrendous. So I, I so wait, you to, go to the show and then no, they, yeah, we couldn't get they a match. pull out or they pulled out. Yeah. So were they? Were you trying to get the match? Do you not have the match booked beforehand? Or is it you go there uh, and you get matched up on the day? Amateur boxing, I didn't. It was like okay. just... You, you, you show up. Just show up, really? basically. So and, that's, no, no, no. and then I, at the same time, I was doing something called light continuous, mm. which is not quite full contact, which actually you get more hurt doing light continuous because mm. it, with, with someone hits you really hard, you know, to hit them hard back. But yeah. if you got hit hard in light continuous and hit them hard back, mm. you get penalised. Yeah. Warning. Hang on, it just... So it's really tricky. You're not supposed to hit too hard. You have to hard. take a lot of little bits of damage. I, I, I got more hurt doing light continuous yeah. than doing full contact. Really? So I was doing light continuous when I started doing boxing because uh, I thought I'm not a real man doing point fighting. Mm. Isn't it funny mm. that my whole sense of being a man was about being a fighter? Mm. But we'll talk about more, that, more about that later. Now yeah. I, my, I've totally changed. Sure. Um, 
But in my early adulthood, I wanted to. I grew up on what's it, Luke Skywalker? Sure. How old are you? I'm 28. He Man. Yeah. Well, He Man isn't probably a really good example. <laughs> He's I wearing, see what you're saying though, yeah. He wears Ugg boots, <laughs> he walks around in his pants. That sounds a, about right. A bondage out of him. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes slays people with his sword. Yeah. I get, when, he's, when he's not He-Man, he's Prince Adam. Yeah. <laughs> this was my role model. <laughs> <laughs> what chance did I have? <laughs> you're a bit of a He-Man. <laughs> so, He-Man. It, it was all based around... Uh, Being a tough guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I digress. Uh, so I, I moved. I then moved to full contact, and then I could turn up on a weekend and fight four or five times. Wow, yeah, crazy. But it, and that was amateur. Mm. And I say amateurs was the, the level we were at. It was well when I fought in the World Amateur Wacko Championships, which was the the creme de la creme mm. of kickboxing back in the day. Um, who was in the heavyweight? I fought in Gdansk, Poland in 98. I got selected um, to be the British representative after having so many fights in kickboxing and I built my way up. Mm. I've skipped so much here because yeah, there's so much yeah, to talk sure. about. Um, who was the heavyweight in the, for Russia? Do you know who the heavyweight was? Go on. Klitschko. Really? That's the level. Professional, ex, well, he's only just the yeah, ex-boxer. Yeah. That's the level of the guys. Who were fighting? He he was fighting in uh, for the Russians in the same and time you were fighting. For, so really? we were. I was paying for all this myself. Yeah. But the Russia, the these two block countries are all funded by the state. Yeah. I like what chance do we have? No, I none, no, none. I mean, we did. We were good. And my mate Gary Turner, who's mm. um, an Argentine martial artist, he actually won it. And I, to to this day, in all the fights we've had, I think that was the hardest because you're fighting over four or five days every day. And you're getting bashed. Mm. So it's about, you know, it's all very well being tough for one day, but yeah. you have to be a tough again and again and again. Mm. So, so, where did, so you were pretty into your kickboxing or your martial arts at that point, right? I was an insecure kid. Um, got bullied at school for asking the questions. We're going to get a bit heavy now. When I was five years old, I'd look up at the stars and think, why? How? Mm. Why is there a son? Why is it? Why do you have to die? Mm. Asking quite deep, heavy questions. Didn't know what spirituality was, mm. and I didn't particularly believe in any religion. Although we were a Christian family, Mum wasn't. I was christened. I don't. We went. We went to church on weddings and sure. funerals. That's about it. Um, I asked all these questions. I was a kid at school. I got laughed at. Yeah. And to to protect myself because I'm the youngest of six from a a, a very articulate cultured family um lots of books lots of art and but powerful my dad i didn't know when i was about 14 i was playing in the loft i used to play with what was it not action man they were called gi joe action yeah, force yeah. loved all the little soldiers and i saw these pictures of my dad um in a uniform hang on dad why are you wearing a uniform because you never talked about oh i was a soldier oh really it was a paratrooper who was fought in a war in Ioka, uh, in Cyprus against the Ioka terrorists. He was the army boxing champion. Wow. You never knew any of that. What the fuck? Yeah. Forget Luke Skywalker. My yeah. dad's a real hero. And yeah. it was like, oh, I want to be a soldier. You, you want to be like your dad. Cause he, and he was also kind, artistic. He was a hippie. Yeah. Long hair. You know, so much art, so much culture around the house. Yeah. He grew up with you know, statues and he built, he's built a statue of Icarus in the garden. Really? So... Alexander Aristides, he named me Aristides, which yeah. is very conceited because Aristides means son of the best. Yeah. 
an Athenian strategian who defeated the Spartans. So that's the that's what I've got to live up to in yeah. Alexander, Alexander the Great. But we won't name who my other alter ego is. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so yeah, I grew up on all this. Um, Did you feel pressure? Like after find uh, what no age were you in? Pressure. You found? No. no pressure. The only pressure I got was from because I had such culture and love mm. i was free to be what i wanted and to express myself mm. unfortunately obviously i think that happens when you've got such strong parents yeah um you you, you and you can be who you you see a sense of fairness mm. i remember being going to school once and and other boys being racist about a black kid and i went yeah i said the n-word and stuff and i came home and dad said, what he went mad what what not crazy like aggressive but he was like why, son? Mm. Why? What's that boy have done? Stamped out racism straight away without being aggressive and mm. nasty. And it, and it actually made me question. You're absolutely right. I could have so easily followed the pack. And that when you don't follow the pack, I understand because I've been so persecuted and denigrated by the media, by society, because I've asked those questions. With that, people say stupid. I, I'm not, and got, and I'm not, I don't mean to be disrespectful to sure. a guy called Joey Essex. Yeah. But you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, he comes across very. Stu- I don't know if he really is. That's or, his. That's his hook. But it it kind of works. Yeah. I, I'm. There is a time to play stupid. Yeah. Because I understand strategically how that works. Mm. But there's also when you when you ask questions in an innocent way, with with love and compassion, you can come across as vulnerable, and people think you're stupid. Well, no. Mm. I the thing I've always seen. I've been shit on so many times mm. by women, by friends, and I see the goodness in mm. people, and I want to see the love. But I've learned uh, with my martial arts as well, which mm. is a great metaphor. You can't always be soft. Sometimes you've got to be strong. Yeah. Listen, my my heroes today. Like I grew up on people. Alexander the Great. My name's. Yeah. He he was a very. He, he was actually a very he was uh, was studied under Aristotle mm. he actually wanted peace but he did it in a very bloody way yeah and I, I've changed from Alexander the Great to Jesus and Gandhi how did Gandhi break the British Empire yeah with peace with peace and love yeah. but the thing is I'm not I would like to be Jesus I've got my big cloak like, <laughs> turn the other cheek but before, when the other cheek comes I've got a big stick underneath yeah. my clo- I've got a big stick in, underneath my cloak so, so I haven't so, quite got there yet. So what's so you're talking when you're young, five, six, seven, eight years old, and you you you've grown up in a house full of compassion, full of love, yeah, like, a little bit on the outside of society, you know, yeah, outside of the bullied, box. and I got bullied, and and did that sort of because obviously at some point you go, actually I want to fight. Yeah, I mean that seems like a big change so in your much mentality. It wasn't so much fight. I mean, I grew up on my heroes were like um, Sinbad the Sailor, King mm. Arthur. Um, and Frodo, uh, Merlin, all these sort of um, so people were swashbuckling. So I, I, I like that. There's there's something inside me that mm. naturally was drawn to that. So of course, if you're getting beaten up and bullied, you're going to turn to. Oh, well, of course, I've missed out two big ones: mm. Rocky yeah. and Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, they they like they're the bad boys. You want to you want to be like those guys. Sure. And that's that was that what there's and what it was. It's not about just being tough. It's about training, using science, passion, um, secret knowledge, mm. something mystic about it. You know, how can you um, take people out without having to hurt them? You know? yeah. 
And the ultimate thing is to have the like the Jedi, what is it? The, the, the Force. The Force. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we're not quite there yet. <laughs> yeah, not, not yet, not yet. Not yet. Um, so, you know, you, you had this as you were going through your teens and stuff, you were, you were really, in, by the sounds of it, for you to get picked for a national team mm. to go and compete in kickboxing, you were really into the martial arts stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I wasn't the best at sport at school. Um, I was competitive. I was yeah. the run to the litter. My, my, my brother up, who was the captain of the football team, got all the girls, really clever, got a scholarship to go to top universities. I was like, hang on a minute. Mm. I was kind of looked down. But the one thing I had over him was, because he always used to beat me up, although he loved me, mm. um, was competitiveness. Toughness. Toughness, yeah. Mm. So that's the thing. I mean, you can get me down, but it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how, it's hard. how, bad, how hard you can get it. And, you and know, keep moving forward. <laughs> you know, this is, this is something which I was planning to bring up with you, which you've had a lot of fights and, you know, and we're, we're going to talk more throughout that, your entire MMA career. Um, but the one, I think above all else, the one attribute that you were known for is being incredibly tough. Very, very hard to take out. Very, very hard to finish. C- wouldn't quit. Wouldn't stop. Keep moving forward. Where do you think that, does that, attitude come from being the youngest of the yeah, being bullied i really think so i mean i'm a paratrooper as well an ex-paratrooper and though really um i'm so far removed from that I'm, and i'm detest violence and i let's talk about that quick like, would be a, I'm a, i would say myself a pacifist but but the ideology and the training that produces you and let's face it let's say out of 100 men 30 pass mm. uh, you're you're weaned to be extremely aggressive and there's only certain people can do this. Well, a third of the people who tr- uh, try out. Yeah. Um, you're, you're sh- to be a winner, to be an emperor, mm. to go and get what you want in life. And that attitude, I've, I take, I've taken, I mean, I already, already kind of had that attitude. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, like, it's the whole Rocky thing. It's not about how hard you hit. Yeah. And it's that attitude has just kept me going. So how old were you when you went into the paratroopers? Um, seventeen, so eighteen. Young. Yeah, that is that when you were. I wanted to be an officer in the army. From um, from because you get to the age of about fourteen, fifteen, you start really thinking about what you want to do yeah. with your life. Was it you wanted to be in the army? Yeah, I, but well, it was, <laughs> I didn't really. What I thought I did, I thought my dad. My dad was horrified because he was a pacifist. He really was a pacifist. He'd seen things in the army, and he. That's why he came out. He had a family. Okay. He didn't want to. Uh, and it's funny. In when my fortieth birthday, my dad's passed. Well, he's actually here. As we're speaking right now in this room. Okay. Hey, Dad. Um, he, my my best buddy's a captain in the Marines, and he doesn't ever talk about stuff. He's been in Sierra Leone, Iraq, Afghanistan, Northern Ireland. Yeah. Done a lot. Yeah. Seen some horrible things. And my dad never used to talk about it. I used to ask my dad. I was fascinated. Have you have you ever killed anyone? Mm. I don't know might have done didn't really but i um was drunk in the corner of whatever i was doing and uh, my dad and my best mate they started crying they were talking about the army they finally my dad never shared that with me he mm. shared it with one of my best mates it was that because he was also in the army yeah and it made me think wow it's 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 funny men see horrific things and we talk about ptsd yeah and it, it's i suffer from ptsd mm. uh, but i don't talk about it do you know why because and this is part of the problem. I need to talk about I'm mm. talking about it now. Sure. I've started to learn. I've had so much therapy. Because when I've seen my friends who've seen the most horrific things, how can I compare myself to what they've mm. done? And I've lost three very close friends. Mm. Not who were soldiers. One was a soldier. Um, and that, I, I see people throwing this, this card around. And it makes me feel I can't... The PTSD card? 
yeah, and the reason why I know because of my ex who, who threw that card around, and I'm, I'm not here to be disparaging towards her. Mm. I'm talking about Kate. Mm. She just went into rehab or something. Well, she didn't a, a while ago for PTSD. Okay, and I was asked to talk about it. So this is the first time I've actually talked about it. Sure, and um, I didn't want to talk about that, and I'm talking about it now. And I was asked a lot by lots of different media outlets. Yeah, because I didn't want to um, one uh, make a mockery of my friends, mm. um, and and say when I have when I suffer in it my, from myself. Yeah. And it would be blown out of proportion. It would all be about her sure. rather than what was going on. And that, that's the problem. If I even mention her name, people yeah. think I'm... Uh, I've, I've actually started to... like, Okay, I can mention her name now. Mm. I've, I've, it's got, if, I've, if I talk about anything to do with Katie, yeah. I'm only trying to make money. Yeah, or, I'm sure. like, really? But like, I can't pe- stand anything pe- to do with her. People need to appreciate that that was a part of your life. Whether whether it's made you money in the past, whether it could make you money in the future, you can't just ignore a huge no, part of your and life. That's what, and, and people say that. I mean, so I'm like, hang on, I can't. I can't if I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. People say lies and things about me. And I've, I've not said things in the past. Yeah. And after a majority of the time, I think that's the right action to take. There are times, if I called you a paedophile, mm. um, you need to say something about that. Yeah. We don't need to. But I mean, if you. If you're training children and you mm. have a, a business, yeah. I mean, I'm, that's the most extreme example. Yeah, of course. You need to take action. So when yeah. you're being called, I wasn't called a paedophile, but I mean, if other uh, horrible things, sure. um, you some of them you just let go of your head and sometimes you have to take action. Yeah. Yeah, and that, you know... And that's the only thing I can tell on that um, yeah. because well, uh, there's so many horrible things have been said and mm. talked about in regards to her. That's why we still we have uh, a seven-day quartering at the end of this year. Oh, really? A big one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying you got a lot of, you got a lot of those. That's, that's one of them. There's, <laughs> yeah. a few, there's, a few, there's, a, there's a few more coming. Yeah. There's four to be precise. <laughs> yeah. I love court hearings. <laughs> I tell you, I've been in court, <coughs> blimey. More than 50 times. Wow. In the last 10 years. That's wow. A, that's, a, that's a pretty wild ride. It's stressful as well. I imagine so. But you also compartmentalize it. Yeah. And it, and that's the thing I learned to talk about why I'm talking about a problem sh- uh, shared. It's a problem halved, not necessarily, but it does help. Yeah. The fact is, I, I'm actually realizing uh, I'm an actor. I'm a darling, and that's one of the best uh, methods methods of escapism, mm. rather than drugs. Mm. My other one was fighting, um, because when you you put you have to study another character another another personality and become that person you you have to intrinsically understand why they're thinking away. and mm. it, it when you understand somebody else it makes you understand yourself yeah especially if you're reading the characters who may be suffering a similar kind of problem to you mm. how cathartic is that you're you're a jiu-jitsu instructor yeah so do you think i asked my trainers at london shoot do you think teaching makes you learn a technique better? If you're a world-class fighter, yep. is it better to teach or just to be instructed? They, they, said, they said that it was, if you're a world-class uh, fighter, it's better just to train. But I actually, for me, when I was my best in my prime, when I was teaching people as well, I was also being trained, but I was also going off and training... Because you, when you're breaking down yeah, a technique to try and understand it to other people, I think I think I think it works both ways. I think a lot of um, a lot of trainers of very very high level MMA guys, especially, 
they actually don't want someone who's too free thinking. What you want is a robot. You yeah, know? almost like a, in the remote military. control. You want so, you you want to be the guy with the, as the trainer. You want to be the person with the remote control, mm. and you want that individual. You want your star to be a robot who's going to take command. And, and I was perfect. I was the Reedinator. Yeah, after the Terminator. Yeah. that's and I was like, right. I always say that wasn't just me. It was they. They were controller pulling the reins. Yeah, and my biggest problems with was when I didn't have the someone with a good control of the. Sure. Which, it, what's that it, thing it requires called? a lot, yeah, like a, a remote control. Yeah, yeah it, it requires yeah. a lot of trust from the athlete, yeah. which is why you see actually, I think a, a lot of people fall out with their coaches. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of problems that come from that. If you look at something like a, a great example, not of a coach, but of a of, of a mentor figure or a, a manager with Don King and Tyson, mm. uh, Mike Tyson, which is. As, as the athlete, you don't want to have to worry about anything else. You don't actually have, you don't want to worry about your diet. You don't want to have to worry about your conditioning, your strength. You don't want to worry about your technique training. All you want to do is do it. You don't want to think around it. So you want to almost take your brain out and you want to let someone else in there to steer it all. But there's a huge amount of trust needed. And a lot of trainers, I think, can sometimes take advantage of someone who is willing to become, you know, sacrifice everything to become a world champion to become a heavyweight champion to be in the UFC and give all of this trust to them and then you need to be very careful with what you do because if you steer them the wrong way you can really ruin them so I've got a, I'm just now really I'm fascinated I love this is the conversations I love um, you've got two different ways of doing it mm. there's no right or wrong but in your opinion which way is best do you let someone free and or do you like okay I'm going to have a you train your your you're, I'm the I'm the athlete and you're the coach. You mm. train me to be free thinking, so mm. whatever happens, I can prepare for it. Or do you specifically train me mm. for? You, so I'm in control, yeah. but you're just giving me a little bit. Oh, did you see that bit? I, uh, I or do you say right? Yeah, he's weak here, he's weak there. This is the game plan. Yeah, which is the best way. And then just before I finish, you got um, the Russians, yeah. uh, the, 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 the Pavel Tatsuli. Mm. Don't they, they? They seem to train every single technique. Yeah, I'm being general generalization. Yeah. Whereas the Americans, the way I've trained, mm. we train specifically for a camp. For yeah. A, yeah. this is how this is where the weakness is. You got to train this method. Yeah, and we'll talk about when I fought when I fought Tom Watson. Yeah, um, I almost I neglected almost half of the things I'd been training just to specifically train for a certain things. For him. Mm. Now that's all really good for one opponent, but for longevity and Maybe I, if I I neglected my jiu-jitsu. Yeah, and I actually had him in at one point in a a, a, a rear naked, and yeah. I'm like, I could have if I had just worked on my jiu-jitsu a bit more. I was yeah. working on personally sprawling and brawling and getting yeah, back up yeah, off the yeah. cage. Now I say that because the Americans they work specifically to for as an athlete. They've got three or four. I'll be generalised. Three or four techniques. Mm. And they work those techniques. Mm. And they probably wear those... Te- my, I had a great Sangaku, a tri- triangle. Mm. But I've put it on so many times. I've now got double hip resurfacing. Really? And I've done a lot of kicking as well. Yeah. But I, I actually really think it was all that shearing pressure of the Sangaku. Really? Same thing with the, the Americans. You know, they, the athletes wear out. Whereas the Russians, they're more... Am I wrong in saying they're more free thinking? They're, they train more techniques. Uh, there, there's definitely a difference in style between uh, the Russians and between the more Americans. Americans do seem a little bit more militant, but then I think it depends on the individuals in Russia as well. And you know, there's plenty of. You go to a Rocky uh, Ivan Drago, who was uh, I was imagine n- not a particularly free thinker there. I was having to do everything he was told to do, but 
Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't I'm know too generalizing, much. Generalizing, but I mean, I mean, obviously, you've got Americans who are going to be very free thinking as well. Yeah. But let's just say Russians are more free thinking mm. and Americans aren't. Yeah. But what do you think is the best way? Uh, you know, is, is that asking between what's better, the, the robot or the free thinker? Mm. I think it's a really tough one. I think it's a good question. Because I was always trained as a robot. Yeah. And I think I, I think that actually um, the reading it. Yeah, I, th I think that the people who are trained like a robot are the mo more successful fighters. But I think that the cost that you pay, you know, you you you, you sold, <laughs> yeah, but you you sell your you you sell your soul to the devil in a way to yeah. to to achieve greatness in any industry. There's a reason why the outliers are outliers. The people in the extremes of any spectrum are there because they're doing things that no one else is willing to do. You know, it, I, oh, yeah. I I watched a. Uh, oh, the yeah. interview that Mike Tyson did with uh, Joe Rogan recently, and he was talking about how Customato essentially hypnotized him to 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 harbor hate and aggression and to try and kill people, you know. And he it he wasn't thinking about how Mike Tyson is going to react with relationships in ten years' time. Yeah. He wasn't worrying about his relationships uh, yeah. with his kids. He wasn't yeah. worrying about drug addiction. He wasn't worrying about mm. alcohol because he doesn't care about that. So you sell your soul to the devil I've in order there, to become... I've been there, and I've done that. You know, so, so I think that's the difference between the two. I think you need to decide whether you're willing yeah. to, to, to sacrifice everything to be the best, but it possibly, potentially, if you don't balance it right, because it's all about balance like everything is, if you don't balance it right, it can be to the detriment of the rest and of your life. Before we started this interview, you asked me how am I. That sums up mm. everything. I'm still paying the price mm. for, for decisions I've made. You not, sacrificed. Not just in yeah. my sports but in my life mm. i pushed the limit you know i wanted things like hang on when you actually careful what you wish for yeah because i'm like you know if, hmm. yeah and that sums it up and now i'm like if i could do it all again and listen i'm going to get heavy again i will yeah. do it all again because yeah. i believe in reincarnation sure um although i don't know if i would want to come back and do it all again sure but i mean i'm going to do it all again yeah well, you know, saying that, and this is something that I was going to plan to ask far later, but since we got onto it now, I might as well ask it now, which is if you had an opportunity to do it again, would you do it the same? Do you think that the lessons no, that you... No, not at all. No. Um, I'm, like I said, I was the, the, the spiritual kid that didn't even know what spiritual was. Mm. And I, I, I used to hate using that word spiritual. Um, I think I've been here... Well, I'm going to get a bit heavy now. <laughs> I've had many reoccurring dreams where sure. I've been on battlefields yeah. and deja vu of, and, and I've been to see many, I've yeah. studied lots of different religions, lots of different gurus um, questioning what it's all about. What's it all about? From a very young age, yeah. the martial arts wasn't so much about being a badass. It was about using magic. And mm. uh, that's why I like Luke Skywalker, the mm. Jedi, the force, um, Merlin, um, the mighty, they all have mighty swords. Mm. Um, no sexual pun intended. Mm. They, they have, there's a myst mysticism. Yeah. They're using, and all magic is, is science unexplained. Yeah. So I wanted to be a wizard more, as more than, um, a fighter. Sure. So could I do it all again? I've been here 930 times. Yeah. In this physical incarnation, in this in this realm. Yeah. Spirit, as, uh, since, oh God, do I go to... Why not? Adam and Eve. Yeah. Not Adam and Steve. RH negative, do you know about that stuff? No. 
Uh, is that the blood type? Yeah. Okay, I've got very, I'm sure you know about the Anunnaki and all that sort of stuff. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so whether you believe, whatever you believe. In, sure. I believe, I, never, I used to believe in the theory of evolution. Well, the, the latest form, there's been many Adam Eves across the planet mm-hmm. in different religions and there's the latest current form of the human being. Mm. Um, since that form, um, since we became carnate beings, mm. I believe we're spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm, I'm going to go off on tangents. And I That's no problem. Back. That's no problem. We're all made of electrons, ions, atoms, and neutrons. Yeah. Vibrating at a certain configuration. I'm the same thing as this table, just in a different configuration. Yeah. Physically, on the, on the physical, but the, I believe there's something more to us than just the physical, spiritual. Sure. Which um, isn't entirely tangible yet. Yeah. So, in this physical, when we when we decided to be carnate beings from our higher higher selves, we, we die. You know, we. Um, I've been in in this, and I don't know how long human beings have been around in, since. It's about three hundred thousand years. Yeah, give or around take a that. few. Yeah, and, and I believe we were different beings before that, and yep. we've been different beings other, elsewhere. We've decided to come down on what we call this. Uh, do, you, do you not believe in uh, the evolution via natural selection? Yes. Yeah. Yes, but it's more than that. Sure. I also believe in um, it also by a, a superior designer. Okay. What's that? What's the word? The design yeah. theory. Was We've been an architect. Yeah. yeah. Someone's like coming and played around with us this is a spiritual being or an alien physical alien being doesn't matter what you think it could sure. be a spiritual alien um and incidentally i'm going to go and talk to these people tomorrow night okay i'll okay. tell you about that in a second yeah you know what <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm i'm still i'm I'm pretty good at bookmarking where we were we're still on like on the uh, linear line of alex reed's life we're still on paratrooper so there's but... been about 900 people 900 life forms we've so been half yeah. those been a woman half those been a man yeah and in many of these lifetimes I have experienced, died to experience what it is like to have up to pain and sadness. And I've, I've, I'm one of my recurrent, I went and saw, I've seen many psychics and had the recurrent, the same thing come up. Mm. I was killed in barbarian times, or medieval times. I was tied up and my, my, my wife and my children were raped and killed in front of me. And mm. I died not being able to help them. This is a dream that you have? Uh, a recurring dream. Okay. And I've been on battlefields. And so I left that lifetime wanting to learn how to fight, to okay. protect, because yeah. I was like a farmer. Yeah. So that's why I've wanted to have always fought for justice. Yeah. And I'm like, kind of starting to understand this. I've had, I mean, I've looked at this. So, and this, this recurring dream was horrible. Mm. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, so that, that would explain. But I've had enough of this. What, I've asked every guru, every spiritual, I've had enough. Mm. I don't want to go on this cycle anymore. What, yeah. If we've come away from... If we, there's a big bang, right? We're created and God decides, okay, you're going to go and um, experience, you want to go and, I'm going to give you everything you want, yeah, but you've got to experience pain as well. So you feel like you've earned it. Because mm. if you just get it naturally without earning it, you don't appreciate it. Sure. Nah, nah, yeah, you're God, right? Yeah. Let me understand all that straight away. Sure. I don't want any more pain, any more suffering. Yeah. I want to get off this karmic... You're trying to break the cycle. ...conveyor belt. Sure. And I believe when we die... Um, we go. We we're we're attracted back to come here and do it again. So, how are you planning to stop that cycle? Well, you can start. You can get. I believe you can break that cycle. Mm. I mean, it sounds like hairy, very hippie stuff, and I don't often talk about this, but 
We're, we're, we're in there now. We might oh, we're as well. in there now. We're I try now. not to. I don't want to try and look at David. Like I've done a lot of study on this, and it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter if you don't believe it. And you think I'm talking a load of bollocks. It's like with it, with anything that is can't be measured is what spiritual, yeah. or whether it's religious or not. This is what I think, and um, so basically, I would like to break the karmic cycle because I've, I've had enough, mm. and I think there's other things I want to go off and do. I mean, I believe we've come from different star systems and all that sort of stuff. Sure, I've, I'm covering so much, yeah. and I study this daily. Yeah, um, I'm trying to paraphrase, which is very difficult because yeah. this is years of research. Basically, I've had enough of this planet. Mm. It's fun. Mm. It's been a it's been a good movie. Yeah, a good break. Yeah, I often think I look at my cat. Have you got any pets? I've got a dog. How and you love your dog? I do. It's the best. Do you ever think? Do you ever think this? I don't know what your, your opinion is. Yeah. My cat, we love her so much. Yeah. Um, that is what she lived fifteen to twenty years. Yeah. That's like a holiday. That's a vacation. Do you know? Mm. I'm going to be. I'm going to incarnate as Mitzi the cat. Mm. The Siamese cat. Oh, is that the plan? Yeah, that'd be great. Be something easy. Dog yeah. or a cat. You've got 15 years. You've got the best lives. 15 years of yeah. love. Yeah. Unless you're Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> or what's the other? Oh, yeah. Um, Korean. Yeah. 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 What do you yes. reckon? Imagine, imagine you, you live your whole life trying to manipulate spirituality and uh, uh, manipulate your karmic circle so you come back not as another human, yeah. destined to relive a painful existence for 80 years, but you <laughs> finally manage to break the cycle and become a dog. Man. And you're born in China. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Well, that that wouldn't be good. But I I I, I often wonder this. Cause I haven't quite worked it all out. I yeah. mean, obviously, there's, there's things beyond my comprehension. Yeah. But I I really think, hang on, that she has got the life of Riley. Yeah. Oh, she for is sure. so loved, yeah. so looked after. Yeah. And I think, wow, she hit the jackpot. Yeah. That is, she's got the. I, I want to be her. It, it comes like this whole question, like uh, we domesticated animals. Um, that there's a lot of debate over how long it was where we domesticated. Uh, um, dogs and cats. Uh, there's some people that actually that, that, that there's theories out there that our domestication. Um, when it, when you go back to half a million years ago, and obviously there was a lot of humanoid uh, creatures. Uh, Neanderthals were like kind of our biggest competition. As Homo sapiens were our biggest competition for a long time, and um, the original a, a while ago, people used to think that well, Neanderthals were stupid you know, dumber than us. And that's why we managed to eradicate all of them because we were more intelligent or we were physically stronger. But it turned out actually they were probably more intelligent than us. They were physically stronger than us. So there's a lot of confusion as to why it was Homo sapiens and not Neanderthals that came to wipe out all What's the other humanoids. Opinion? Well, there's this theory that um, I, one of the theories is it's, it's really built into our social structure, our ability to create... Um, abstract thoughts like having gods uh, gods is uh, the, the creation of gods was r vital uh, spiritual beings was vital to um, joining people together who couldn't live within a, a single tribe so let's say you have the have you ever heard of the dunbar number so the dunbar number is um, the the number of proper close tight-knit relationships that one human being can realistically have and the number is 150 so you can't really have a, a close relationship. I'm not talking about your Instagram followers or your Facebook friends or people that you could wave to at the street. I'm talking about pro people that you really know and that you have a close relationship with. And our brain, uh, you can measure the size of people's 150. brains. 150 people. Now, if you look at um, 
lots of different aspects of um, when I say modern society, I'm talking the last 10,000 years, uh, the size of regiments in the Roman army and the size of um, indigenous tribes. Once they get over 150, they split into two, like roughly that number, they split into two and then they grow up to a similar size. So this Dunbar number of 150 people is, seems to be this really, um, this really uh, consistent number of uh, the, the amount of social interactions that we can have, which are really large number. But imagine uh, we, can't in, we can't go past, realistically, we can't uh, have a society bigger than 150 because you don't share the same sort of culture. Then you create these abstract things, spirituality, and you create gods. So let's say we create the god of the sun. We start worshipping the sun and we create a religion around the sun. Well, now there could be 10,000 people who all share the same religion. And because you have this one thing that's centered that you all have in common, it allows everyone to have a common goal or a common ideology. And it was through the creation of these spiritual characters and these uh, abstract non-physical uh, beings that we could actually create much, much larger societies. If you look at, um, when I say, you know, abstract things, these are things that aren't tangible. So gods, whether it's the Greek pantheon, the Roman pantheon, whether it's Christianity or Islam or Judaism or whatever, um, these are things that can join millions of people together to the same cause. But banks are an abstract concept. They don't exist. They're not tangible. You know, they, they, they don't really exist. Yeah, they're just a place that holds money, but we believe it. Like money isn't real. Money only works because we believe in it, but you can control an entire country and an entire world because everyone believes in the same thing. So I think, you know, going back, that's really getting off a tangent. They believe there, in an idea. It's an idea. So if, it, if you believe in an idea, it becomes real. Yeah. So, 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 you know, I've totally gone off more of a tangent than you did there, but, but, but no, that, I'm that it. ability to, 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 um, uh, way back, you, th this call came off of you asking me why I think that Homo sapiens beat the Neanderthals. One of the theories is that because we were able to create religion, you could join way more people together. What do you think about so genetically it, modifying DNA and all that stuff? Aliens uh, that to make I, them a bit better. That I, I don't know. And, and but then the other one, do you think we came is, from Mars. Yeah, I've heard it. <laughs> you women from Venus, one? right? No, I'm actually generally oh, serious. Really? Would you know about that one? No. Okay. Well, I think, uh, is that like the, because um, obviously the big question when it comes to uh, human or life on Earth is how mm. did the first single-celled amoeba come? Uh, and one of them is uh, impregnia, I think it's called, which is that the, the, uh, the, the first um, organic matter was brought to the planet from somewhere else. And where did the intelligence come from? Well, the, the intelligence, in my opinion, the intelligence came from, um, is, that, 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 that is evolution. That is, is evolution. It, is it though... If it's come from somewhere else, it's this secret germ, amoeba, you know, that's going to go into evolution. Yeah. It was in the sea and then it became yeah. all the way up to us. Yeah. People really struggle with the idea that our great ancestors were tiny fish or our great when, ancestors when were one become, amoeba. When does the germ become... Listen, I'm, I'm talking about veganism at the moment, right? Okay. Um, I don't, are you a vegan at all? Absolutely not. No. And I'm all right with killing. Sure. I'm, 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 I mean, I, I eat meat, but yeah. I've, I've been vegan this week because okay. I'm doing an acacia ceremony. Tomorrow. Sure. I'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, it's yeah. basically Egyptian ayahuasca. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I, I agree with being vegan. Why? Because of the different benefits, what we're, what we're doing to our environment. environment. Uh, the cruelty to animals. I'm okay yeah. with killing, but sure. the decadence of a okay. McDonald's. Yeah, I agree with that. Get all that. Um, but sheer, I mean, plants have feelings. Yeah. By the sheer act of breathing, we're killing organisms in mm -hmm. our body, germs. When is that? When do we stop killing? So, I mean, when does it become 
okay to kill um, by, I, by being alive we're I, killing. I think I think the humans kind of get a little bit too um, self-absorbed with the ability to control life and death everyone wants to play God life doesn't exist without death uh, it's all a cycle I think but pain P- pain pain is something that why do we have to have pain and misery and sadness? We became too intelligent. This goes back to what I was saying about why we defeated the Neanderthals. The other theory, by the way, about why we defeated Neanderthals, because originally we were talking about your cat yeah. and domestication. The other theory is that we killed, we beat the Neanderthals because we domesticated dogs as wolves, and they ah. basically fought alongside us and helped us defeat. But anyway, the, right. we, we yeah, already yeah, got yeah, past yeah, that. Yeah. No, I've got that. That's There's, one theory. It's quite I hear an interesting that. Theory. I hear that. Yeah. Um, but sorry. Uh, so when it comes to you know part of when we create these big societies is the stimulation in the brain that having lots of social interactions has. And that's what we are. We are a social, we we are, we are apes that can talk and relay feelings and have emotions and have 150 very close friends and acquaintances. And I think with that becomes a level of intelligence that is subjected to all of the negatives as well as the positives. You can't have the positives. You can't have, like, we can be happier than any dog can be. We can feel joy more than any dog can feel. You know, a dog, that dog that won uh, Britain's Got Talent, I can guarantee you... How can you tangibly mark that? I believe that, because I I purely believe that based on the size of the brain. I believe that humans have the ability to feel everything in, in more extremes purely because we have the nervous system and brain capacity to do so. We can think further ahead and we can think further where did back. the brain come from was it designed or was it evolution i believe that it was evolution which oh, for some okay. some some people some people don't believe that something as perfect as the brain could be evolved to but do i you believe, believe in the spirit i believe in spirituality to a degree uh, you, when you die what happens uh i'm not sure okay what i'm not you sure <sighs> you know um, I, I, are you uncomfortable? No, not at all. Okay. Um, I think it's an interesting question. Uh, and everyone kind of has their own. Some people don't like the ponder what happens when they die. I they, think we should learn death at school. I, I if agree we learn well. that one day we're going to die, we'll yeah. already live. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think um, if I could talk to a, uh, let's say I could talk to God, assuming that he existed, um, and I could ask him any question, and, I, and he told me that when you die, everything goes black and that's the end of it forever, I, say, I would say, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, and if he told me that you, uh, one of the things that I do think uh, will possibly happen, and you will probably get back onto this because of your ayahuasca thing uh, that you're doing this week. Um, but they say that the, a large amount of DMT is released in your brain when you die. So I believe that w- um, when you die, your brain, the last thing it does is release a, a huge overload of DMT. Have you ever done it? I've not done it, no. It, it's, not, it's something that I plan to do. But um, I haven't done well, any sort of hallucinations. T- we'll talk about that. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that after. Uh, yeah. But um, I, I believe that there's a good chance that um, the, the brain is overloaded with DMT and it feels like, and uh, DMT, I, as I'm aware, I've spoken to people who uh, have done it, 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 it's very good at, like most hallucinogenics are, very good at uh, taking away your perception of time. So hmm. even though. Let, let's imagine your brain releases a huge overload of DMT and then it, and then it switches off completely at one second after, but that one second may feel like a billion years, you know? So I, I think, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if when people have come back to life after dying or almost died and they say, Oh, they saw this and that, yeah, yeah. that that was just a, some a hallucinogenic trip. Uh, but then, you know, there's other things that will be, you go back and you live again and you're reincarnated. I'm not sure. But I'm pretty open-minded to all of the above. Hmm. Why do you think you doing what you're doing on this planet right now? 
Why do why do what, I think your I am? Personality, your your um, your nature. Mm. Why why are you like you are? Um, Is it pure um, co- coincidence? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I'm willing to believe. I'm willing to take pretty much a. I'm willing to look at things. I'm open-minded enough to look at things from a spiritual and purely scientific point at the same time, you know, from both those points at the same time. So I would say one thing is that I am who I am because of a combination of my genetics and Do my you environment. Ask many questions? Yeah, yeah, I consider myself a pretty curious person. So yeah. I really envy, mm. I'm not going to say stupid people. I mean, I, I'm ignorant people? Not Ignorance even, is not bliss? Even, not even ignorant. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of think it is to some degree. Um, I wish I was really stupid and rich mm. sometimes, but mm. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. I, I, actually, I don't wish that because I've been there. Sure. And I used to w- be careful what you wish for. Yeah. It didn't bring happiness. Yeah. My integrity, my credibility, my self-worth. That made I'm famous as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I see people who are so lost in their religions, who are so don't believe in anything I'm like, yeah. this, and they just get on with life mm. I'm kind of lucky mm. <laughs> let's, get, let's go back to the matrix they're in the matrix yeah they got it right when we, are we a hologram mm. uh, Elon Musk Elon Musk Elon Elon yep. Elon Elon, yeah. Elon couldn't think of his name um, we're a hologram it doesn't matter if we are I mean if, well that, that's if the whole thing in the matrix is that uh, that guy was just like you know what I'm going to live in the matrix yeah like the brain and like I want to live here this is good the sta- the fake hologram steak tastes pretty good to me just leave me in here damn right yeah damn right it doesn't mean you're real or not real mm-hmm. does it you're still there Do, what's, who say what's right and wrong yeah yeah I asked too many questions. Sometimes I, I hurt myself. It's good, man. I, we, I, we definitely went off a tangent there. You know, uh, uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He's been on a pretty, uh, pretty deep spiritual journey of late, hasn't I he? I get what he says. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we blow it all up. Yeah. I mean, does it really, if the world, we do a nuclear bomb, the whole world, does it matter? Mm. I kind of get that. Yeah. I don't want uh, is that, that. Is that a? Do you have a nihilistic view of uh, of life and the world? Nihilistic. Uh, nothing. Ma- that that is kind of nothing matters, and we're just a speck of dust. If no, I'm envious of that. Yeah, I'm envious of that. I yeah. can understand that. I care too much. Sure. Like I said, I have insecurities. I'm still mm. the insecure kid. Mm. There's something my my hardwiring. Who I've come onto this planet at this time, as Alexander Aristides mm. read, um, is to. Have suffer and to have joy and to ask these painful questions do you believe in fate yeah and do you believe that your fate the life you, if you live many lives mm. do you believe that this life in particular you you your fate is purely to suffer and not to learn to suffer, from it not to suffer i mean at this instant i mean i do believe getting all the secret law mm. of attraction i was doing that way before it became popular mm. i've attracted and as a young kid studying really great people yeah really great people wanting to emulate these people i wanted these things and i've wanted greatness and i've attracted some good stuff and i've got some i've, got, I've almost got everything i wanted yeah and also got everything i didn't want mm. so i understand um we're in a very weird we're in a playground where we can have whatever we want. Yeah. If we really concentrate and focus on it, but you've got to be careful what you concentrate, sure. concentrate and focus on because you get what you don't want. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's go back, um, a little bit to paratrooper stuff. Uh, you joined the paratroopers when you were 17 years old, right? Again, to be a tough guy because I was scared of people. 
Really? Is that what it, it was? It was out of fear. Also, to prove to my dad, I wanted to be. I wanted to sure. be. I'll show you fuckers. I'm yeah. a badass. Yeah. And it is, it is, how many people do that? Oh, know? I'm sure a it's, huge amount. You know, to be, why do you start lifting weights and yeah. you want to, you want to be tough. You want to be yeah. strong. Yeah. You know? Do you think that's a problem with uh, the current society's views on masculinity? A million percent. Yeah. A million percent. My, my idea of being a man was fighting. Yeah. You're a soldier, the most alpha male. So, you know, isn't it funny? That is that I, in our nature? <sighs> I think it's been designed in our nature. What's the biggest business by none in the world? War. Yeah. Um, and how do we control people through? We create a problem, and we solve it. And mm. you know, getting all conspiracy theory here. Sure. We um, let's. We've got to go and fight those guys over there because they're not wearing the right sort of hat. As yeah. their god's got a different beard to our god. Yeah. I mean, you know about the, the the theory of the Tower of Babel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the divide and conquer. What's the first thing we get? I'm going off on. Massive tangents I'm not going to go Let's to. Let's do it. What's the first thing we get when we're born? Uh, I don't know. Tell me. A birth certificate. Okay. Um, a national insurance number. Mm-hmm. We're part of a clan, a mm. tribe. Why? I don't, I don't want to be part of a clan, a tribe. Why yeah. do I have to? Why is that? Um, I don't know. There's lots of theories about it, but I, I, I don't Why know. do we need to go and fight these guys over here? As that well, we don't two. need to do. I, I mean, like, why? What, what's... What, why do we have different clans? Why can't we mm. all be friends? Mm. This, I, was, I mean, okay, we're going to go there straight away. I'm doing a acacia ceremony tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I've, it's basically uh, another version of ayahuasca. So it's a DMT derivative. Uh, yes, um, I've taken DMT before. Um, I, I've, I watched something yesterday, and I, I've always curious why are these substances feared and frowned upon in society by the powers that be. And we're so brainwashed and cajoled. What's, we, I mean, like I was just going, we, we get a birth certificate, we go to school, yeah. we're, we're taught to obey a system. And what, what do we do? What, um, what the, is it the Nazis they found? Was, um, I, please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think they were using fluoride mm-hmm. to, to make people more docile and compliant. Yeah. Or was it the CIA? And they started to use it as well. And guess what? What do we brush our teeth with? What do we have in our water supply? Yeah. What's a great way of getting a drug into your system mm. to make you more docile? So fluoride calcifies your penile gland, your, yeah. your, um, your third eye. Mm. We have synapses. I'm sure you know all about this. Sure. Which run back to the back of our brain, which if you cut our brain open. Yeah. Um, this is the thing that the dimethyltryptyline, which the penile gland produces, DMT, yeah. um, it gives you clairvoyance, um, deja vu. So when you shut your eyes and you imagine you, you want to, it's that that's working. Um, I'm going to be taking a massive trip of that tomorrow. Mm. Um, we're very respected and trusted people. This is not something you muck around with. In fact, actually, when, this is the craziest thing. Mm. And I've gone off on tangents, but that's I can't fine. Um, Around the world, this is a medicine which is used to get people off hard drugs. Yes. Because what you do is you, you go and meet your maker, or you, you might be your maker, your God, your higher self, yeah. who you are, and you go and talk to yourself. And it, I've studied this so much. In, in um, one of the, the studies I've seen, 5,000 people who've died and come back, yeah. they see the same thing. And they, they basically go and talk to themselves. Look, then they come back. What are you doing, Reed? Shouldn't be doing that. Shouldn't be taking that. Shouldn't be mm. treat that person a bit nicer. Not always. Yeah. This is this often happens. So what I'm going to go and do that tomorrow night. So you said you, you've done uh, DMT before. 
I have. As yeah. part of an ayahuasca or pure DMT? I've done just changa. Changa is a, it's a substance which produces DMT. You've done it just once? I've done it a few times. I actually made a TV show recently. We're put oh, really? on hold at the moment. Okay. Did a hippie festival in um, Epping Forest. Yeah. And I'm smoking this, uh, it looked like I was smoking it from a crack pipe. Yeah. And I'm like, this doesn't look good. <laughs> I teach children martial arts. <laughs> Doing it very respectfully. With Shaman. And it was... Um, it was great. I mean, I, I felt such peace and love. And I had eureka, enlightenment yeah. for that five seconds. Yeah. For, probably about 10 minutes, actually. So, cause, I knew uh, the, the meaning of life. Have you done ayahuasca before? I haven't done ayahuasca. So ayahuasca, from what I'm aware of, is, is, is a much longer version of the... And tomorrow I'm doing acacia. Is that a, a similar length? Or? Acacia is about six hours the amount I'm going to do. Yeah. So, do you uh, get the purging as well, the vomiting and... You can do. So right now, that's why I'm going vegan. I'm, I'm, per- sure. I'm making. Now let's look at why would you go vegan? Because I'm been looking. I, I connect to um, my penile gland every night. I, I every night I do meditation. Sure. And, and I'm speaking to different. I'm speaking to my house self all the time. People, my, some people might call that God, whatever. That's yeah. what I call it, my higher self. Um. Uh, when you're eating meat and if it's been killed in a certain way, the, the, the one of the theories, and I buy this, um, if you're eating cheap chicken and it's been tortured mm. and mutilated, you know, and just, uh, you're going to take on that energy and that fear. Yeah. So that's going to be in my system. So when you start understanding this stuff and you become one with everything, mm. your body's going to hang on a minute, why mm. have you got this horrible energy inside you? Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not nice. So that's why I'm actually. So being, hopefully not gonna. I listen just before I came here. Yeah. I'm not supposed to have dairy. Yeah. And I went in the fridge and I'm like, I've been eating vegan. I'm like, because I eat meat. Yeah. And I'm terrible. I mean, I, I I try to avoid things like McDonald's if I yeah. if it's once in a blue moon. Not real food. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna. I, I will eat it. Sure. Yeah. If I'm going to a birthday party, I'm gonna eat some chocolate cake and have a a burger. But yeah. I I try not to. I do my best. Um. Yeah, I went in the fridge and looked at a yogurt and it really tasty. And I yeah. Thought, and I started thinking about the cows and the yeah. suffering. Yeah. And I thought, I could eat it. So I'm all right. I'm all yeah. right. And I'm just, I'm going to be a hypocrite. And I thought, I'm probably going to puke that up, puke that up yeah. tomorrow night. Yeah. So acacia is, they say when Moses talked to the burning bushes, it was the acacia plant. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think it's quite obvious that, um, you know, plant medicine and specifically hallucinogenic plant medicine, be that uh, ayahuasca or anything with DMT in it or um, or uh, psychedelic mushrooms. It's quite obvious that almost all of the spiritual um, religious experiences that are, that are um, documented yeah. in the Bible Feeding are, the coming 5, from, are coming from the wine. Uh, Have you seen the symbolism of the mushrooms on the yeah, cup? Yeah. Uh, Psychocilium. Yeah. Jesus, they're all getting high, man. Yeah. Yeah. Would you ever tried any of this stuff? Um, I haven't. I haven't uh, done anything, but it's uh, not because I'm uh, close-minded to the idea. I, I intend to. Uh, it has to, to be respected. To do it, but I do respect it, and for that for that reason, I'm, I'm I believe personally, from what I've seen in the research yeah. that I've done, that it's really important not to do any um, psychedelics until your brain is fully developed, which is sort of mid twenties, which is where I am now. Right. So I wait. I waited until I was well, over. How 20. old are you? I'm 28. 28 years young, baby. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. My body doesn't feed it sometimes. <laughs> wow, 28 years young. Um, so I feel like now I'm I'm at a point where um, in the next couple of years I might. Well, uh, when you're ready. Yeah. Uh, listen, I've not done ayahuasca. I sure. smoked um, DMT as a junkie about yeah. 15 years ago. Just 
because another high mixing yeah. it with cocaine like, really dick yeah. i mean i've truly respect this stuff sure and i've not i purposely like you like yeah. you because like, you hear all the horror stories yeah why and, and i digress i'm gonna come back to it mm. the, the fluoride yeah um it was designed to be to to make the population more docile mm. more subservient makes sense yeah. why we haven't our water supply am i a conspiracy now sometimes i talk to myself read you're just like david mm. Dyke there you don't believe that yeah, but there's something in it. I mean, mm. It's the best way of getting some drugs into your system when you come. Mm. What do you do? You brush your teeth. I mean, I don't brush my teeth with fluoride anymore. You use tap water? Uh, I, use, yeah, water? I do use tap water. Yeah. Uh, sorry, um, uh, I've got a Kangan water a filter. Bottle water, yeah. um, no, I use tap water. Yeah. Um, I, I've got a Kangan water filter which mm. takes fluoride out. Um, the other thing is in the 60s, uh, Vietnam, Yeah. everyone's going off to war, right? Um, again, the CIA, it, they made LSD illegal. Mm. Why? Mm. Everyone's taking them. Why don't we go and kill off these dudes in another country? What's mm. that all about? Mm. Why? Why? What are they doing? You know? yeah. It's crazy. Why are we going and killing each other? That's why it became illegal because it starts opening your mind to like, yeah, this isn't cool, man. Um, and we're so controlled in society and there's so many drugs in our society. Forget about um, uh, recreational drugs. Prescription drugs kill way more people. Absolutely, agree. and forget the two most the two most biggest drugs I consider, which have severe health causes. Mm. And I've written an article in the Huffington Post about this: mm. sugar, mm-hmm. coffee. Mm. When you heat the alkaloid in the coffee bean, it changes, which produces releases dopamine and serotonin. Mm. Same with sugar, most addictive substance on the planet. Everyone mm. is, and it's socially acceptable. Yeah. Um, and then you've got obviously alcohol. Yeah. The, the, in terms of death. They say it's 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 smoking kills the most, followed by alcohol, followed by opioids, followed by cocaine. Yeah, I say make every drug legal, everything, and that give people free. Choice. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think and that take that takes a lot of the um, you know how many people die from cocaine because it's cut with bleach. Yeah, you know, or look, I mean, it's all shit. But I mean, it's, it doesn't. Not not done. saying that pure cocaine is better for you, but, but look, there's a place for it. I, I'm anti drugs. I mean, I've done pretty much everything: bar heroin and crystal and what yeah. sort of, Um But if, if 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 you're gonna drink, I don't understand the thing with weed. I mean, I, I smoke a joint once in a blue moon, mm. but you don't you don't smoke and go driving. Yeah. If you've got responsibilities, you wouldn't do that. I wouldn't drink and yeah. drive. Yeah. I mean, I'd have a beer. Yeah. But I mean, I'm going to do more. You understand. But yeah. It's just the same thing. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm doing a ceremony tomorrow. The reason why I'm doing it is I'm connecting to higher entities, call it what you want. Yeah. All the time. Um, and I want a bigger, a better antenna. Sure. My radio's not, it's only got Duracell. I need yeah. to get plugged into the mains. Yeah. So um, that should be interesting. Maybe we should go and do another one. <laughs> you should come and do it with me. Who uh, did it? Um, who's the guy? Uh, London Real Brian uh, Brian Rose. Uh, Brian Rose. Yeah, I know. I know. He went off. Yeah. He said he went off somewhere. Oh yeah. Flew out of the country to to take DMT. Oh really? Yeah, I'm like, right. Uh, was that before or after? Because you did a you did a podcast with him, didn't you? I did. Yeah. 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 That was good. Yeah. <coughs> a bit of a cough. Um. Anyway, let's go back to. Uh, how you came out of the paratroopers or you know because you came out and you got strength to acting after that right yeah well I mean um, I, let's say uh, to say I was a paratrooper it's a little bit uh, I was a paratrooper I mean my friends went to Afghanistan yeah. Iraq um, I was the TA I was in Tempera which is uh, part time although 
we were one of the one units which was highly respected by the regulars because mm. we were going to see an action. Yeah. Um, I went, I joined up young, dumb and full of, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah let's kill everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you get brainwashed. Yeah. You become like, you know, you're, and then I'm like, hang on a minute. My dad hated the fact <laughs> that I was a soldier because he, he was like, it was also weirdly proud. Mm. It's like I'd literally, it's D Day the other day. Um, or, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day beforehand, yeah. And there was a, all these old boys are jumping out into Arnhem. Yeah. I did their 50th anniversary. It was the biggest lot jump ever since the, uh, that was in 94, 93. Wow. Prince, Prince Charles jumped with us. They only had like two Hercules, yeah. Hercules as an aircraft. They had, we had about 13. Yeah. We were all, it was very dangerous. Wow. People got hurt. Yeah, yeah. Because it was, yeah. A lot of people in the air. And yeah. Um, I'm, Really, as I've, I'm, I'm anti Remembrance Sunday. Mm, okay. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. I'm like, well, it's fucked up because some rich people in the world mm. are going to get all Bilderberg and Rothschild on mm. you. But they're deciding who, who ultimately, why the wars happened in the first place. Mm. Because they would make more money. Mm. Look at the war on terror, 9-11. Do you know, have I, did we have this conversation? No. Um, more people now Obviously, war is big and drugs is big. Yeah. More people in America, I think it was a 60% increase in prescription drugs on... Um, uh, what? Uh, I haven't got the exact figures, so I'm sure someone's going to shoot me down in flames. Um, around that sort of figure for um, when you're feeling depressed, antidepressant drugs. Yeah. Why? Because everyone's in a higher state of alert because mm. of 9-11. Mm. Is that me being a conspiracy theorist, or mm. is that like, well, let's, let's, look, let's look what they've also lowered in America the age of, um, not the age, the the test for people suffering with ADHD, so yeah. they can put them more on Ritalin. Well, the, the 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 American healthcare system is completely fucked up. Let's get everyone on drugs. The world's yeah. on drugs, and when we when we are, this is a, I think a grave crime into humanity. The, the Western world is on all drugs, yeah. and most of the world's on drugs. Mm. Um, what we're making, our next generation is weaker than us in the yeah. first time in history. And I'm like, well, yeah, what's going on? Mm. Why is that? That is, we are taking drugs to, to take our senses away, mm. um, to, to, to cope. And look, it's okay. Listen, I'm taking ayahuasca, uh, acacia tomorrow. I'll drink a beer. I'll smoke a joint once in a blue moon. Mm. Um, okay. I don't do that regularly. And listen, if I did, I'm not judging that either. Yeah. I'm not, if you want to do it regularly, I'm not, but I believe if I did that regularly, it's, it's, it's dumbing my senses into reality and what's really going on here and now. I, I did a lot of drugs, um, uh, in my celebrity years because I was so sad, so depressed. Escapism. Didn't like myself and I wanted to escape. And I didn't think I was depressed. I was having a whale of a time as I mean, you know, doing cocaine and having fun. And mm. but then I, I thought this is, this part of me said, this isn't right. Mm. So what did I do? I went back to my martial arts and started fighting again without training. Mm. I took on my career. My career wasn't really great uh, in terms of my record. I was taking fights without training. And you, you, you fought legit guys. Yeah. We need to understand Just because I wanted to, I, You weren't fighting bums. Do you know why? I was, I was getting suffering from court cases, mm. being denigrated continually by the press, mm. destroyed, and um, the most horrific thing he said about me, I'm some sort of gay, and I'm not uh, uh, worried about 
um, I've got no sexual. Um, uh, I'm not a discrepant. I, I've become a champion for LGBT. Mm. I never wanted to be a champion, mm. but I've been called because of the cold cross dressing thing. Mm. I went out in a dress and I had a bit of fun dressing up as a girl. Mm. But what, this is ridiculous that it's become. If you're if you're going for a job for a mother care mm. and you're associated with Ann Summers, you're not going to get it. Not that I'm ever going to go for a job as a mother yeah. care, but everyone talks about that the whole cross dressing thing. And like, okay, let, let, and it's let's so do that. Boring. Let's do that. So like, walking past the building site and guys are like ah, Roxy, and I'm like, I'm, <sighs> so like, what, what, so so this whole thing. So firstly, um, and I know one of the things that that I've always known, you know, noticed about you whenever you were doing any media stuff is like you are incredibly open with mm. to talking about anything and to talking to everyone and i think very possibly to the to your detriment sometimes absolutely people have taken that and they've really taken advantage of, of your honesty and you've been ridiculed for a lot of stuff goes um, back to how i grew up i yeah. mean just be honest what does yeah. it matter well, I mean, like, why 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 people are so stigmatized i understand mm. because people would rather be castrated and ostracized from the group yeah through evolution mm. because if you're not part of the group you've got less chance of a survival you die yeah so people like they like to do this point. Yeah. and I'm like I've yeah. never been that I've always been the guy the outsider and uh, I'm sorry I'll cut you off yeah that's fine big brother um, I was never part of any group mm. um, and I was I've, I've just wanted to mix with everybody yeah and that just kind of showed, I think the, the, the population saw that mm. from 41 odds to win, mm. Mm. having him booed um, to getting the highest vote in the history of Big Brother. Yeah. And I think, why is that? Because I was innocent and people actually saw that. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll, we'll definitely come back to Big Brother because I think that's obviously a crazy, Sorry, I a crazy time. What you were talk Talk, talking about um, the cross dressing and LGBT and all of that stuff. Like, firstly, how do you identify uh, your sexuality? Um, I have a lovely, gorgeous partner. Um, I'm predominantly heterosexual. I would say I'm pansexual. Okay. I could. Um, I'm not attracted to men. Yeah. But I could actually. I could. I don't imagine being in a relationship with men. Sure. Um. Uh, I've tried tried that sort of thing as experimental. I once said I was trisexual. Yeah. Um, but um, let me get rid of that. No worries, no. Worries. The wife, yeah. <laughs> oh, Nikki, you heard me talking. <laughs> wife to be, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Pan is. Uh, I could be. I. I see the soul. Yeah. The reason why people um, they get so het up in their mm. actual physical in physical incarnation here and now, because I believe in reincarnation. Yeah. I've been here many times. I've been a man and woman many times. Mm. I've been gay, straight, black, white pink all sorts of well i don't know about pink <laughs> yeah um how can i my soul isn't judgmental of gender or sexual orientation yeah. it wants to learn yeah so when i see it like that i see the soul uh, in this physical incarnation i i like girls fe yeah. femininity like i've tried boys you know yeah. as an experiment and, and i mean i'm not a problem but it's yeah. Not my, not my taste. Sure. So now I would say pansexual, although my my preference is predominantly heterosexual. Sure. Yeah. And um, when what would you say yours is? Um, I would heterosexual. Yeah. But 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 I uh, could I, you could you does it feel weird to be with a man? See, for being grown up. I need sure. To explain. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was open minded parents. They were not um, really. I mean, 
people might get you know, the wrong idea that thinking that we're really sexual weird sure, yeah. not at all yeah. I mean I got told off a bit. I was the one that was naughty and cheeky yeah, yeah. I was just open minded because I was obviously I'm the youngest so that they had the, the first five yeah. they got the strictness sure, and sure. Uh, they, people, parents get a bit more relaxed pretty chill by the time they get to the sixth one alright here yeah. we go yeah. and I'm asking all sorts of weird and wonderful questions yeah. and, um but still, yeah. it intrinsically felt wrong, and I felt shy to ever admit that having had sexual relationships with a man. Yeah, because I, that's not right. You did you do that? How old were you when you sort of thought that you may be not completely heterosexual? Was it from a young age? Uh, or? I've never accepted that. I never accepted that because mm. you like you, you can't do that. How can you? That's not right. I'm. I'm so have you I'm ever like, had? A, you ever had that sort of thought? Probably about fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. And whenever you had that sort of thought, you had to push it back because that wasn't masculine. Yeah, that wasn't correct, rocky. Correct, that wasn't correct, Rambo. Correct. Yeah. And now I realise that's. I mean, now I understand that's ridiculous. Well, I think as you get older and you realise yeah. that uh, those things are I less mean, important. It, absolutely. So when when you first did you come out publicly as? Um, fluid sexuality i've never uh, well i've never i've i never came out sure okay so people came out on your behalf (laughs) yeah so how long how long ago was how long ago was that um um, well well okay so i was very honest with everyone i've ever been with as well um and it's again the one thing no one, I don't think anyone could uh, what, being honest, could accuse you of is not being honest. Isn't really necessarily the best thing. I'm like, well, what, what, so what? Yeah. Like I went on the front cover of OK and said I'm gay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not homosexual. Yeah. And what, why define yourself as yeah. one thing? I'm many sure, things. Sure. I'm me. But but and I'm not a cross dresser. Yeah. I'm a happy dresser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And but, these aren't women's clothes. These are my clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So and, uh, listen, uh, it, it, we say that, and I joke. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm all being big and tough and like. Yeah. If I see uh, someone who looks pretty bad dressed as a, bir- a bloke dressed as a bird, I'm yeah. like, I won't say anything. But I'm the I, I this our conditioning mm. in society. I think that looks a bit weird. So, so a time and a place. You're not going to walk down the street sure. in your knickers. Yeah. You know. what, what I was going to ask. So you've kind of, um, there was a whole thing with the cross dressing thing and whether you know that's something that you do regularly, whether you're something that's that, that's something that you enjoy. I can't remember the last time I cross dressed. Yeah. Like I said, I wouldn't. I'm yeah, happy dressed. Yeah, I was not. I'm not anti happy dressed. It's just not yeah. the same kick anymore. So, how long ago was that roughly that that came out? And the reason why I asked that is because I think I feel like in the last five years, society has really suddenly oh moved goodness. towards a lot more acceptance yeah. for trans people, for gender fluid people, Absolutely. and stuff like that. Obviously, there's a lot on the other side that are still really against that, yeah. but I think there's a lot more acceptance. Absolutely. So I kind of want to sort of question you on if you feel that you're the way that the media treated you back when it first came horrendous, out horrendous. compared to how you feel now horrendous horrendous yeah. it, it's vile and it, it is ridicule joke and I had two women in particular who yeah. were making lots of money when at the same time you've got people like Eddie Izzard who've been celebrated sure uh, because mine was being uh, made out to be sex um Sexually inappropriate, or d- depraved, yeah. depraved. Yeah, depraved. Like, well, so, yeah. Whatever you do in the bedroom, yeah, you do what you want as yeah. long as it's consensual. And you're not hurting I, anyone. I agree. I agree. I'm like, and private. Yeah, but mine wasn't. And do you know what? And is that because nothing in your life was private at that? And point? I was like, yeah. And I was like, well, I don't like this. Yeah, I don't like this. And I thought I'm a paratrooper. No, 
Yeah. I said, let's go full forces, go for it. And I went out just a couple of times as Roxanne. Yeah. Uh, Roxanne. I went out. Roxanne was created actually in 2006. Okay. Went out on a boys' night out with the London Shoot Fighters, and yeah. a few of us decided to dress up as girls. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I've gone out dressed up as a girl on multiple occasions. What was your name? I didn't have a name. That's, that's what but I need to work on. If you were a girl, what's your name? I don't. <laughs> I'd get as creative calling myself Danielle at the Danielle. moment. I'd, I'd have the, what sort of girl are you, Danielle? <laughs> are you a good time girl? But yeah, I'm a straight, I'm a straight person. But You're I think Danielle. you know, you go out dressed as a girl just for a bit of fun, yeah, right? Well, we we did. We had I've had sex just as a girl. And it's all, in fact, I'm going to go into that because my sex. Sure, yeah. Let's, and, Let's go there. I we went out just as girls yeah. in 2006, and we gave each other girl names. And if I was going to be a, girl, is that what it was? That they I was going to okay, yeah. Alexander. I was gonna, if I was going to go, I was going to sure. be Roxanne. Okay. Roxanne was Alexander's wife. Okay, and that was kind of the end of it until. until so was it just a bit of fun? Or? Until yeah, it was. Yeah, it really was. And then, um, then it was uh, years later with Katie. Yeah, um, she was on Facebook. She, oh my god, you, were, you know we're off drunk. I've just won an alpha male cage fight. Yeah. And um, she, uh, what was it? Uh, you were together at this point? Yeah, we were, yeah. yeah. I don't know if we were, no, we weren't married. And she, um, I don't even like talking about this because I'm talking about, I don't mind talking about me, mm. just because I'm talking about her. I was, I was not supposed to talk about her, but, um, well, it happened. Yeah. Um, she saw pictures of me and she dressed me up and I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Let's have fun. Yeah. And then guess what? The following week, um, which she took pictures yeah. and I'm like this is fun this is great yeah. she's we're at Simon Cowell's 50th yeah okay as you are <laughs> I remember uh, Piers Morgan coming up to me because she'd left me and um, you're right mate oh god yeah I'm alright that's worse when someone says you're right yeah. and you're like yeah I'm fine <laughs> and she showed the world's press <coughs> pictures of me really the following week after that she's on um, Graham Norton in front yeah. of 20 million people yeah. on TV and she's talking about my your sex life yeah and I'm like no so listen why I'm, why I'm talking about that is because I had a choice yeah I could just deny it yeah or go with it yeah and I, I just went with it I'm like okay yeah it's cool and I thought it was it was cool for a bit yeah and then it just you know what they say one door closes another yeah opens slams yeah. shut yeah okay yeah I was a serious actor <laughs> serious people joke about that the other day because I talked about I was on um, channel f- 5 channel 4 and Jeremy Vine a couple of weeks ago yeah about, Jeremy Carl suicide. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I said that I'm because you were on, you were on the Jeremy Carl show. Yeah, I, I, I talk about that very quickly. I went on there, cajoled by my managers and agents, at the time that was uh, five years ago, five six years ago. Yeah. To because um, I just split up with Chantal mm-hmm. and I wasn't seeing my little girl at the time, and they they um uh, they said you got to do this because she said all this bad stuff about you, and I'm like I didn't want to do it. And um, I actually, in my gut, I should I should have listened to my gut. Mm. But you, I listened to. I think I guess when you're in that world, you just you know your managers, your 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 managers telling you to do something. Why is all Graham tongue? Yeah. Um, yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. The the poison dwarfs who whispers in the king's ear to yeah. tell him what to do. Yeah. I had a lot of poison dwarfs mm. in the forms. Mm. I've got to do this. Got to do this. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even about the money. I mean, the money yeah. was great. There was because they kept offering me more and more money. And this like, was to actually go on the show. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's big ratings. It was a great. Yeah. interview to tell you the truth but it's still Jeremy Kyle yeah um, and why are we bringing Jeremy Kyle up what was I we went off on a tangent well I, yeah I think you uh, mentioned it we were just talking about it, yeah um, I can't remember why we've, yeah. I've gone off on so many tangents yeah yeah we were talking about Katie um, yes and 
we were talking about Roxanne originally and all of that stuff. And yeah, so yeah, it was fun once upon a time. Mm. No, I'm not anti Roxanne. She's not dead. She's just yeah. She's having a big sleep. Yeah, I just, just don't. You feel you do different things. Different. You have different tastes. Yeah, you know. And like I said, I'm not a cross. I'm a happy. Yeah, yeah. But is that, do you feel sort of more comfortable? I don't. I don't know. Is do you I, feel like I, your sexuality is a big part of like your identity because it's been dragged through the media so much? Less now. And the thing is, I tried not to talk about it. I'm talking about it because yeah. we're on here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I try not to talk about it because as an actor, mm. you, um, uh, Matt Damon said, uh, he got chastised for this. As, as an actor, you want your sexuality to be as ambiguous as possible. Sure. So, Many people can believe you in as many different roles. Yeah, of course. But there is a complete um, double standard there because if you're gay, yeah, you don't get straight parts. Yeah, I mean you you can, but it's generally Hollywood is still closeted in the sense, although it's run by the Pink Pound yeah. and you know, instead of guys in charge of everybody shagging everybody. Yeah, um, they have you had their, much experience in in Hollywood? No, yeah. no. I mean, I've been there and yeah. I've, I've they. I, I know the industry because I'm I'm up for parts and things. Sure. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second. But the the, the, the even though the the gay producer CEO mm. of the director they you know they want their masculine alpha male hero to be mm. known as a straight guy because mm. they're still fearful of middle America's backwards. Sure. You know, gays are you know yeah, and it's changing. Any 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 um, openly gay. Uh, Hollywood actors do all fit a stereotype of being a bit camp, a bit yeah. more feminine. You don't. Whereas in well, reality, at, you can have camp people who are gay, and you can have really masculine people who are gay. Look at, but none of the masculine, none of the action heroes, even though statistically, at Gladiator yeah. and Alexander, the films. Yeah, Alexander, Gladiator with Russell Crowe. Yeah, Alexander with Colin Farrell. Gladiator was. Um, it was a fiction. It wasn't. It didn't happen like that. I yeah. study history. I love sure. military history, especially especially Alexander. Mm. Alexander, that was quite good because they played it. Um, and in fact, forget that, forget Gladiator. Let's look at uh, Troy. Troy with yeah, Achilles with, with uh, Brad Pitt. He was a raving homosexual. Uh, and, almost all the Greeks were. Yeah. Uh, well, they didn't even have the term. Well, because uh, they they would uh, they would have sex with the boys whilst they were of course. Um, at uh, war. Uh, yeah, 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 million percent. This um, is like pretty. This is all standard. Standard. standard I mean, well as a Spartan, yeah. uh, from you were taken eight years old and yeah. you were buggered. Yeah, and so so lovers fight all by side by side. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. It was to like by today's standards, it's yeah. pretty horrific. It's pedophilia. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But they're, they're the most awesome fighting force in the world, and it's all celebrated nowadays. You know, like the like the yeah. Spartans are celebrated, but they were pedophiles. Yeah, yeah. by today's by standard. today's standards, absolutely. Now, um, Achilles, he was a straight guy in in Hollywood. Yeah, in the last. Whereas Alexander, yeah. but it didn't flop or bomb completely. Um, but it didn't do very well at the box office. It's still got good figures, yeah, um, because they made Alexander very gay, mm. and that that's interesting. So that's that's a good take on how society works. Was uh, Alexander the Great documented as uh, homosexual? A million percent. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he had a wife called Roxanne. Sure. But I okay, mean, yeah. um, or bi bisexual, I think, is, bisexual. is most what people. They, 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 I mean, you weren't allowed. Sexuality wasn't a. Obviously, like I mean, like yeah, I mean. 
the Spartans, you weren't allowed a woman to serve in the army. Yeah. Lovers, lovers would fight side by side. Yeah. Two would fight harder. Yeah. And and also, this is interesting. Women were encouraged to have as much sex as possible yeah. because with your friends. Yeah. And it was consensual um, because they're fighting for. So they need they need more babies. Mm. There's also a lot. Uh, there's a lot of stuff with. Um, uh, have you read a book called um, Sex at Dawn? Uh, it's a really interesting book about uh, polygamy and monogamy and stuff like that and nuclear families, whether uh, evolutionarily or whether it's in our nature to have monogamous relationships, which is like a lot of indigenous, a lot of tribes, um, either historically or tribes that are still around today, they would, the women would have sex with multiple men on purpose. So the um, knowledge of who the father was was completely unknown. Because if you're in a small uh, community and there's a baby, and 20 people could be the father, they all look after the baby, right? That's, that's a, I kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds, even to now, that sounds intrinsically wrong. It does, but, but that's the logic, that we've Logically, got, uh, that yeah. sounds right. Yeah. Uh, in, my, in my head, that sounds uh, right. Mm. In my heart, that sounds wrong. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Isn't that fun? It's interesting. Out? Excuse my language. But, but it, had you spoken to those people and said, um, in... in in London, in the UK, or in America, in the Western world, in the in the forward-thinking Western world, you just have sex with one person for the rest of your life, and they'll go. But then, no one else in the community would help you raise the child. They wouldn't. They would. They would know that it's not theirs, and it would I, seem wrong to them. Isn't it funny? And we're we're even more advanced to some place in the world. We're still getting homosexuals are thrown off mm. mountains and mm. persecuted. And I, I where I've become a champion for LGBT, and I didn't mm. even want to be this person. Yeah, um, I don't want to be the martyr. Jump, puts my head above the parapet to get it chopped off but I kind of have and as someone who believes for evil to exist a good man does nothing mm. um, as someone who was once a soldier for the fight for freedom and democracy what by killing kids in other countries mm. nah that doesn't work if I can help by I do a lot of motivational speaking and my as an actor I think it's the biggest medium bar none mm. to change and influence society my job as an actor as a filmmaker is to nudge souls mm. wake up mate what are you doing? Mm. I'm going to tell you this story and it's going to think of it what you will, but it might yeah. just make you think about what you're doing in your life. Yeah. This is the biggest transformational tool. And for me, it's now, that's, that's, that's what I'm all about. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned acting. Let's go back a little bit. How did you get into acting? When did you, want, when did you know that you wanted to become an actor? Um, when I was about, the first role in, in an activity play, in a, were you in a nativity play? I'm sure I was at some point. I was. I was with wise one of the three kings. Yeah, I think I think everyone <laughs> seems to be one of the three kings. I don't think I've ever met anyone who's Jesus. Or, I guess it would have been Jesus there, a baby. Really but, good, yeah, uh, yeah. And then the second one, I was the angel Gabriel. Okay. I was like, this is pretty cool. But it's a that's a girl. I'm not a girl. No, yeah. no, angel Gabriel's a man. Yeah. Uh, uh. And then, then I was an ugly sister. My first battle cross dressing. Okay. <laughs> oh God! And I wasn't into start it the, then. Start to plant the seeds. Oh God! I was like, oh, here we go. And but then I was Saint. Uh, I was Saint George, and I was the star of the show, and I did really well. And because we, the show went did so well, it was a school play. Mm. They put it on about three or four times. Really? I, was like, I loved it. I was yeah. like, This is. I want to be an actor. This the the adulation. Loved. Absolutely loved it. Okay. I mean, I, I did. I've just finished two plays. Yeah. Um, um, among other things and acting though for me at the moment is feast or famine yeah but go, let's go back because I, 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 you went to acting school I went to the Guildford School of Acting uh, at I what age? Uh, 
24. Okay. I didn't feel like I was a proper actor, so I was going to re- recently. So you, you did you did some work? I've done lots of work. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll, I'll be fast forward and I'll go backwards. So I've done lots of plays, yeah. acting, blah, blah, blah. I went to act. Let me, let me do it chronologically. I do lots of plays and stuff. I, I go to um, sixth form and study theatre studies. I come out of sixth form. Uh, I join the TA. And at the same time, while I'm in a TA, I join an extra acting agency. Okay. So, and extras, the, the films always want soldiers. Yeah. I was really good at it. So, one of the biggest things I got, actually, I was always the kid on set who was listening to the director if he wanted someone a little bit extra. Because I wanted to be more than an extra. Sure. I was just a pretty face. I was doing a bit yeah. of modeling as yeah. well at the same time. And I was like, if I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. So, I started to, they could see that, yeah. my keenness. And, I formed friendships and just that passion. I I became a regular extra on Soldier Soldier, mm-hmm. which was a great show. And the same crew that took Soldier Soldier because Saving Private Ryan. That's the wife. That's the wife again. Because the the same crew went on to film um, Saving Private Ryan, they knew I was there, and I yeah. had to have the same exact same measurements. And look just like him from the back because he was fit at the time as Tom Hanks. Well, I, I heard about this. You were body double for Tom Hanks. I was his body double. So I'm assuming you were a lot smaller than you are now. Because I know that it was a while ago, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not sure Tom Hanks has the same body as you. He didn't then. I, I had a press-up competition with him. <laughs> yeah. And he beat me. Did he? He won $60. No way. I remember the, the, the assistant director... Um, <laughs> Yeah, director of photography yeah. bet me I couldn't because he started to go eye to me and he um, not in a sexy way yeah. <laughs> and he said I bet you can't I bet, I bet Tom can't beat you and Tom Hanks beat me in a press really? competition so after that I guess as you do I was having dinner with um, Vin Diesel wow. or lunch it's just blase because I was making all sorts of people. my first extra film actually was with my hero Yeah, I was a judge and who was it with? Well, down your weapons I'm prepared to be judged oh really? and the law yeah um, Sylvester Stallone. Wow. Um, you know, Rocky. So, yeah, I've, I've mixed with lots of different people. And anyway, in, but I was in it as an extra. I thought I was big time then. Sure. There I am. And you saw me walk across the screen yeah. in about 30 yeah. seconds. Um, uh, That's pretty cool, though, to be hanging around with those sort of superstars and in the big movies. Very cool. Yeah. But it becomes blase. And then, um, so I. Having dinner lunch at Vin Diesel, I said, I've had enough of just being a pretty face. Just mm. go to acting school. So I went to acting school. Mm. Left there, went to acting Vin, school. Vin Diesel told you to? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he told me about him working as a bouncer, not yeah. having much money. And yeah. He went to acting school and then he... Became Vin Diesel. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So I went to acting school. And we know a mutual friend, my friend um, Ben Woolrich, yeah. who yeah. trains at uh, Mill Hill. Because I, I occasionally train at Mill Hill. Yes. Jiu-Jitsu, where you were one of the instructors. My, one of my buddies, Ben, he... Um, I, I'm going to tell you some interesting stories here. I went to acting school and they told me to stop fighting. Okay. Because I need to concentrate purely on my... Sure. Um, on my acting. Because so, I was so obsessed with it. Yeah. And I remember being a poor acting student. And... Uh, halfway through the t- after through the first year, I needed to make some money, and I got off this fight with this guy called Lee Murray. Yep, who's a pretty tasty. Uh, well, he was a, so he was any any old school MMA people will recognise that name big time. If you yeah. didn't, he, he was a 
He was a savage. Yeah, he was. He and was he, a savage. He knocked out everybody, and he yeah. said he was going to cut me like a knife through butter and <laughs> pick me up. And and I don't know if the, I'm sure. I'm sure he wouldn't say this, but I was told he was going to rape my girlfriend. Jesus I said Christ. that was said by my my yeah. corner to try and run. Okay, yeah. and it worked because I won the fight. Anyway, a riot a riot started. Yeah, and someone threw three CS gas in the ring. No, and we were jumping out of the ring. Um, there was brawls outside the ring. I got hit over the head with a with a chair. No way! I remember running. My, they went really run. I had a, a mob. His mob run come at me, and I ran through all these chairs. And I ran past straight out the cage. Uh, no, it was in a your, ring. Your, it was a ring. Sorry, straight out the ring, like yeah, in your you gear can, and everything. You can actually you can actually Google this. I will find <laughs> it. Yeah, and it was in the audience. I ran past Phil Mitchell. <laughs> I thought, hey, I was actually quite impressed because I was Phil Mitchell was there. Yeah. And he was in TV and stuff. And then guess yeah. what? A few years later, I was. Wow. Well, I was on Hollyoaks, wasn't I? Yeah. Uh, so there, I left that. I went to, I, I left acting school. I come in the next day. Sorry, I left, I come in the next day with all these batters and bruises. Yeah. What happened to you? I fell off my mountain bike. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been fighting, have you? No, no never, never. <laughs> so I, um, while I was, I, I went to, I did the rounds and I got a, after about a year of being out of work from acting school, I got I landed a role in Hollyoaks, mm. which was a curse because you're a pretty face that can't act. I did sure. that for about a year. And funny, I gave up fighting. I had my last professional fight on a Sunday and mm. I was filming on the Monday. Wow. That was, excuse my effing stupid. Yeah. Could you imagine it? I, yeah. I would have, thank goodness I locked the guy out quickly. Really? Oh. If you got messed up there, you'd be in trouble. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Was, I would have got out of that one. Yeah. I'd already Fell off your bike again. Yeah. I really need to get rid of this bike I really would have, <laughs> have you um, yeah and then I, and then I left Hollyoaks after about a year and I did a couple other dramas and I didn't work for years yeah. and I've always missed the fighting yeah. and I, even though I've had 300 competitions mm. I've only had two fights yeah I've had two two or three street fights in my life okay but in, in, in the cage I've only had two real I would call fights. Yeah. Fights. Yeah. I wanted to kill him. One yeah, was Lee really. Murray. Yeah. And one was a gentleman you've had on this show. Go on. Oh, Tom, Tom Watson. Tom Watson. And I was there. Yeah. That, I that, watched that live. Other than that, I've always been... Um, chill. Yeah. Well, no, not chill. You weren't taking it seriously? No, I was taking it very seriously. Okay. But it's it's still a sport and entertainment. Sure. And uh, So there was like a I, real tangible um, attitude change between whoa, those two fights. I wanted to kill him. Really? And that uh, that protected me. And, yeah. and gave two very exciting fights. Well, the the Tom Watson fight is, um, it may still be the the most viewed fight in UK history because mm. I believe it was on Channel Five. Yeah, it was it was on terrestrial uh, terrestrial got, television. I don't know what I mean, but what about people like I have the one I'm proud of that, yeah. and I'm trying to not knock myself off the top spot. But what about um, Bispin versus um, Yeah, but those one Silver. they they. Yeah, we've got just under a million views, but I mean, on a non on a non terrestrial that, channel, that, that was that was a million views on on uh, UK million yeah. views, right? I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, any, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that any of it started trending views. around yeah. the world that fight, yeah. and it, I I'm proud of that. It was because, massive because because of that, people didn't really know what MMA was. I brought it. To you brought them a lot of eyes there, yeah. and because of that fight, and they saw this this. I mean, I'm doing Big Brother. I'd, I'd done Big you, Brother. You, you were you were massive at that point. Um, I you, had, were with, you were with Katie at that point, I, I remember. Pulled, I pulled out of the fight and yeah. I, I generally had an injury. I was filming a show, actually the fight of my life, and I yeah. got injured in um, Eric Paulson's gym. Okay, in, uh, ca in California? Uh, yeah, in yeah. California. And, and, and obviously Tom... Uh, they roll hard at Paulson's gym. Used the uh, media. I think it was something silly as well. Really? It wasn't even something... Yeah. Right. It yeah. was just something really... Flu and it, my knee was bust. Yeah. Um, I actually had to go and have a plaster on it. Yeah. Um, 
obviously I'm a pussy, all this sort of stuff in the press and it's, it just put it back for six months and made the, the hate even more. Mm. And it, it, I wasn't fighting Tom. Yeah, you're fighting everyone fight else. The media. Because mm. you were expected to lose. Yeah, I, you were expected to lose. I'm a then. pillar of the mixed martial arts community. Mm. I've had, I w- he was wanting to fight me yeah. for many years. And I was turning no because yeah. I was the man. And then I sort of got very soft and yeah. silly. And then. But it was a massive fight. And I think that you, you, you subverted a how lot many, of expectations. How many bloody fights have I had? I mean, I, I, I didn't train as hard yeah. as I could have done for that. I was only did really two months of training. That was like in the peak of the celebrity, though, yeah, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did a. I was in Vegas. I come out of Big Brother on a on a Friday. On a Monday, I was getting married in Vegas. Wow! And and I was in Vegas for two weeks. I come back from Vegas and I started training. Yeah. Two days later in India yeah. on this TV show, getting smashed by all these Indian top MMA fighters. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> I've, I've just been partying in Vegas. It's a wild ride. How am I supposed to train? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. It's a real. It's surreal. So let, let let's talk about Big Brother because obviously that's you know a, a crazy part of your life and a, a, a significant part. So how long ago? When, when, what year was it that you went into the Big Brother house? And nine. Okay. So you, at, at that point, were you already with Katie? Yeah. So you, you were with her already, and oh, actually, not entirely. I'd gone over to. Um, she was in the jungle. And I'd gone over to um, to to be with her when she came across the bridge. Okay, and uh, this was before story, Big Brother. A story broke out in the press that I was going over to propose to her live on air. Okay. Although I'd already proposed to her. Okay, and I was like, so she split up with me live on air. I remember getting a call. Um, this was this was. I mean, I mean, okay. where's the, where's it Sydney Opera House? I was in Sydney. Yeah. Meeting uh, film producers yeah, yeah. for some films. I was starting to, I was rolling with some good players. I was like, yeah. things were going, this was off my own back. Yeah. This is where I was. I was doing good shit, yeah. you know, yeah. um, with um, an assistant film producer. Um, and I remember getting a call in the morning, missing a call, shit, shit, shit. And I saw, she'd said, text, must call me, must call me. And I tried to call, I couldn't call. Oh, it's gauged and gauged. Mm. It was about seven o'clock in the morning, mm. but in England it would be about seven o'clock at night. Yeah, whenever the show was on. Yeah, I then got a call. Off, I got start getting a call off my mum. Oh, you right? Yeah. What's going on? Oh, and then I got loads of texts. Oh, we're here for you, mate. We love you. Are you okay? We we all love you. Like, yeah. What's going on, mum? She just split up your life on air. Wow. <laughs> And, so what has she done? Has she just said she uh, she's been in the van driving to the yeah. interview after, after she crossed the bridge and Michelle Heaton was talking to her saying to I've done an interview in the News of the World saying that I was going to propose to her live on air, which you didn't do. No, no. I'd already proposed to her like yeah. um, months before. She yeah. said yes. Yeah, and I'm like, well, why would I do that? And it was, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> So and and so I was voted the best way to split up someone in the world in a hundred best ways to. It was, yeah, I won that prize. Yeah, I also won the best, cel- worst celebrity wedding. Okay, I won two on these Channel Five programs. Was that your your? Uh, I haven't bothered collecting the, the prizes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, was that right. the wedding? The wedding the catering. So what was? The, how was the wedding? So wait, okay, let's hit the timeline. She, you're with her when she went into the jungle. She broke up with you. 
live on air after she came out of the jungle. Then you went into Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah. And, and guess what? I become I was forty two hours to win. Yeah. And someone who was, I remember they booed you going in. Someone who'd been like actively seeking other people all yeah. of a sudden wanted to come out and I was a beside by her. Yeah. And I was mad. Mad. Yeah. Yeah. Madly in love. Yeah. And literally mad. Yeah. Um and, and, I'm and not you, mad anymore. You, you know, what, what? firstly, what was the Big Brother experience like? Because it seems bonkers. I'd call it LSD. Yeah. Was it just like a, ma- a massive uh, trip? This is real. I mean, yeah. I, I've done LSD in the past yeah. um, uh, 20-odd years ago. Yeah. But only once. Yeah. And I, all I can think of is it. life wasn't real. Really? Well, it's not real. How could it be? I mean, I mean, forget about we're talking about the Matrix. So yeah. In this right now, let's try and make talk about all that. Forget about all that hocus pocus stuff. Let's be real now. Yeah. Going to go home in a minute and yeah, yeah. talk to the missus. I'm going to. That's real, right? Yeah. That's real. It wasn't like life was real. Yeah. I'm on the front cover of newspapers every single day. Yeah. Everyone, people walk down the street. Everyone knows me. Yeah. I mean, I remember running through the park and everyone um, from a morning run and the football team stopped and they started da da da. The whole park, the whole. Yeah. I was like, it's lovely. So this was not even just in the Big Brother house. This was like uh, in, yeah. when you came out of there. For well, the no, next... no, no. Sorry, beforehand I was oh, not bef- liked. Before, okay, yeah. because of all the bad press, yeah. I became enemy number one. Yeah. And at that time, uh, the ex was very popular. Yeah. Or well, maybe she was. So she yeah. had, she had a lot more popularity sure. than she does now. Yeah. Um. I and what happened? Um. Uh, I was just thought be careful for certain things I sure, say. Sure, sure. I just thought, <laughs> I just thought about legal cases. <laughs> Look, this is all time immemorial this has happened. Yeah. So, um, where were we? Um, celebrity Big Brother. Of, I want to know you, what it was like. You being know in that. what? It, I've got legal, so every now yeah. and again, there's a. There's, I just want to know what it's like being a little in that house. Voice in the back yeah. of my head saying, "What are you saying?" Yeah, yeah. Just in case. What in the house? So, in the house. Yeah. Surreal. Yeah. Surreal. It didn't seem. But it was one of the most. Peaceful places really? in my current existence. Because there's no social media, in the la- there's no phones. No, no phones. All you have is interaction with other people. How it should be. And that's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, it drives you crazy not knowing what's going on. Who are you in there with? My mate, Vinny. Uh, yeah. yeah. Love, hate. Yeah. He's a bully. Yeah. I remember um, he was such a bully. Yeah. Horrible to me. And I'm like puppy dog. Sure. And then one day I switched. Yeah. How many you? Yeah. 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 Oh, no, 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 no. And all of a sudden, he, he completely switched. Sure. And I thought, well, that's what a bully does. They're going to push you a little bit, and then as soon as they, as soon as they can't bully you, they're not and, interested. Um, I was in there with someone called Dane Bowers. Uh huh. Hmm. Okay. He had a few bruises on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he fell down some stairs. <laughs> At a party. <laughs> fell, <coughs> fell off his bike. Yeah. The, the night before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and how long were you in there for i was six, in there with six my weeks? mate Stephen Baldwin. oh yeah yeah he got me in some wrestling moves yeah and i didn't want to hurt him i mean he actually got me good he yeah. got me good when yeah. you get pinned good i mean like i'm blocked i'm like oh all right he was legit yeah he was actually good yeah um do you know he told me he said get rid of katie get rid of <laughs> go and get ivana yeah she'd be good ivana trump yeah Alex, in hindsight, that would, have, that would have been a good shout. It's not rocket science, Alex. <laughs> Who else? Um, Cisco. Yeah. Yeah. My mate, Bass Hunter. Uh, Steph- St- Stephanie Beecham from Dynasty. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good lineup. 
It was good line. I mean, I thought they were, you know, really good lineup. Yeah. And then, uh, and then what was one? Did did you ever expect to win that? I don't um, know how. It's not. It's not like going into an MMA fight. It's not like okay. going into a contest. So it wasn't so much. I wasn't going to go in. The day before I wasn't going to go in. Mm, I had a mind really? coach, um, and then not NLP, EFT, um, hypnosis kind of dude, and was like, he was he was helping. Me. He helped me through all my fights because it's it's not you know I'm a as much as I'm a robot, I'm still yeah. a human being, and sure. I want to make all my faculties work. We used the same tactics yeah. as an ex-soldier, as an ex-athlete. I, I strategized. Yeah, I had a plan, and I prepared. Very, I tried to. I knew. I didn't know exactly who was going in. I knew who was supposed to go mm. in. So I started preparing and just what I did more than anything every day. I believed in myself. Yeah, and I worked on myself and being me. And even the day before, and I've spoken to Dennis Fleming, who's my my then mind coach. Um, I don't want to go in. I don't yeah. want to be famous being famous. Yeah. But Alex, you've got to go in. I'll tell you why. Because everyone's got a wrong attitude of you. Mm. I was 41 odds to win. Mm. I was booed, hated. Mm. I remember saying, I want to turn these boos to cheers. Yeah. Um, you did? Yeah. Well, no, I've got the highest vote ever in the history of Big Brother. Really? 20 million votes. Wow. It's pretty impressive. And I still get, I mean, they had not really talked about it because two of my exes have been on it and won it. Yeah. The Big Brother got a bit funny about me. Yeah. I mean, that's not the official stance, but, I've had a blacklist on me in the media mm. undoubtedly because of certain people's pulling power sure and I'm not as and also in the in the tacky celebrity magazine media men don't get a fair shout sure we I mean um, I'm not I haven't done anything that I'm actually ashamed of mm. I don't think I have when I was a ch- child mm. I bullied a little girl when I was mm. and I hate and like that to me pains me and I've apologised and she's got no problem with it mm. now I, I go back and I, I detest things I've done mm. uh, but I've forgiven myself I've not done anything sexually or anything to anybody that I'm actually embarrassed of mm. so, uh, uh, ashamed of sorry I'm embarrassed because I don't know what you do in the bedroom and I don't even want to know yeah. sure if we have a beer you might tell me sure. but the whole world kind of knows what I've done. Yeah. And now it's, it's trying it's to... It's a weird some, situation. Trying to keep some mystery about it. Because mm. I'm also I'm an actor. Yeah. And I've been... I mean, by doing this sort of things, it's, I've talked a bit about it, but it's all time memorial. It's things that I've done in the past. Yeah. So I might be reminding people, but it's so long ago. And yeah. we live in a different world. And I feel slightly proud for the fact that from some of the things I've done, I've become a champion for these sort of mm. people. We're not just weird and wonderful people you would consider a cross-dresser or a tranny mm. or or anyone's gay, or, but just normal guys. Yeah. Because someone might have think they're normal, don't, don't do that stuff, but they might have a sexual kinky thought. Mm. Does that mean they're some sort of pervert? Mm. By just talking about it, and I don't really want to talk about it because it's affected my livelihood sure. and my career. And yeah. People in my family have been bullied, and I want to protect my child from mm. this sort of stuff. And I want to protect my future. But then at the same time, the dichotomy is um, I'm helping. Yeah. And like, I, and I'll go back, and I've, I'm going to cover it back, I'll go back to Matt Damon. Yeah. He had the power there to, it's, there's a double standard. People should be an, uh, as ambiguous about their sexuality and acting as possible. Mm. And you've got someone like uh, Tom Hardy, our most alpha male man in Hollywood, yeah. Mad Max, yeah. is it doing the, the press launch, And but Tom, weren't you gay? And uh, Yeah, so we didn't say that. He said, what relevance does that question yeah, have? Yeah, I remember that. Very good answer, but then also, in his position, I think that was very clever. Yeah, I mean, he's had sexual relationships with men, 
he said, I'm a fucking actor. Of course I have. Mm. That was a long time ago. Now he has to look at his pocket, his livelihood. and Brand. Brand. Yeah. But he's in a position of power to knock it on his head. Yeah, and? Mm. Why have you said that? That's the kind of answer so, I would have yeah, given. What's the relevance? Yeah. But then I'm not Tom Hardy and I haven't just got Vellum, Martin yeah, Million yeah, Dollar. Yeah. So maybe, but what you have to look at your life. What is it? What is life all about? And this is where he becomes spiritual again. Mm. Um, I believe I'm a good actor. I've just did two plays. I'm in pre-production for two yeah. decent films. I've done some good, some good, some really good acting. And people, when they see me, they're like, wow. But I'm not getting the opportunities. I'm starting to. I haven't had the opportunities because of a, uh, the people's uh, idea yeah. perception. Mm. So it's all about changing and, and a misperception, mis misperception. Yeah. And people, uh, pre people judge jury and executioner before I've even got in the yeah. door. And that is what I'm trying to change. Um, I have been a pra uh, against. I guess it's the paratrooper mm. combined with Peter Pan. Mm. You know, we're going. And I, I mean, the paratrooper. You know, to to protect myself. Yeah. But I don't want to be that person. Yeah. There mm. we go. Mm. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, like I said before we even started, I think the fact that you can take ownership of all of the mistakes that you've made and, like, try and be like, look, I've done this, I'm not that person anymore, I'm trying to move forward. I think that's the most important thing, really. I think that's what everyone needs to do. We're all a work in progress. Mm. Um, I've not, I mean, not done anything. There have been things I've done with bad intent, but for 99% of the things I've done have mm. been all with honest, true intent. Mm. It's been a bit prattish maybe occasionally, yeah. but that's not even just young and eager and not being, a, not really knowing. Yeah. We all learn. Absolutely. We, do, we do silly things. Absolutely. So in terms of your MMA stuff, when was the last time that you fought? That was a mistake. Um, it was, you, you, had a ma you had a massive break. Um, yeah. and I, and I went, was that when you were, was that when you were acting or? Is that well, whilst you were in the celeb, no, extreme I, celeb So age? I, I did a load of drugs after all of this horrible crap happened to me in the media as uh, thinking it would sort of, it, it was, I was having a time in my life when mm. ultimately it was, I was. It was escapism. Is, and that, yeah. that, that's a word that you've used quite a lot. And I think Million it's quite percent. obvious that, you know, that the combination of acting, fighting and drugs are all things that take you out of. Yeah. who you are day and, to day and you're, you're numbing your senses and you're like it's you didn't you don't think you've got a problem i wasn't mm. i mean doing it every day or anything but i was doing it like once a week for a couple of months yeah and i was like wow that's cocaine yeah and it's it it being now understanding spirituality and what's going on with my senses and my faculties i understand how bad that is for me mm. but <laughs> I'm not, not trying to be judgmental of myself as well. I've forgiven myself. Mm. I mean, there's much more worse things in the world. Um, I was the only person I was hurting is myself. Mm. Um, I turned back to fighting to get off drugs. Another form of escapism, without training. Yeah, I took loads of fights. I had about three fights. One after. So you were just, just to, to, it was that because I'm in a cage. I haven't got to deal with the pain of the media, of court cases, of being denigrated publicly, walking across a building site. You know, I, could, I could don't have to go and fight the dickhead who's calling mm. me a cross-dressing weirdo. Sure. I can, and I can go and take it out and I can prove that I'm a tough guy. So this was like escapism it's, purely for like, like the half an hour you were, you were fighting? 
Yeah, and I'd go to the gym. I'd train a bit. Yeah. I didn't train anywhere like I with sure. the passion. Yeah. Thought I'd better train like a few times, but cutting corners. It means like how I used to train, like just literally not even being there. Sure. It was like this is being having a shit being there. I mean, it's like it wasn't. I don't enjoy it. I wasn't going there to get hurt. I, I want and I wanted to win, mm. and I won half. But I mean, if I properly trained with the enthusiasm that got me in the first place, I would have been killing. I could be a sure. could have been a contender. I could yeah. have been somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's very sad. And so I I gave up and I thought, I'm not going to do that anymore. And then I, two year hiatus, mm. and three years ago, I fought in Bellator as a comeback. I thought, I'm going to take this fight. I'm going to show them all. I'm like, you I'm, trained for it? I'm healed. I train really hard. And do you know what screwed me up? Oh. I lost my fight. Um, it was the media. Really? Uh, they, they, I had, um, a whole media campaign. They said, right, what we're going to do, we did a deal with the sun and you talked about the sun earlier on. Yeah. That's the first thing we started. Oh. Yeah. I did a deal with a journalist and I said, right, what we're going to do is we're going to make you sound like you're down and out. It's going to sound terrible. We're going to build you up. Just roll with it. I'm like, and I, mm. so we did this article in the sun and it was terrible. Like Alex Reed, he's got nothing. This is who he is. He's, he's he was here. He did all this. And now we look where he is. Mm. This is his redemption. He's got nothing else left. I thought, all right, that's pretty shit, but okay, we're going to build on it and we're going to mm. turn you into like the Rocky champion. Mm. It got worse. Mm. But, so I had two months they just straight fucked you? of denigration yeah. because it sold. And talking about my ex, I don't even want to talk about it. I mean, yeah. I've talked about it here, but in But you can tell you're, in, you're, not, in context, you're not trying to talk about I it. I don't want to yeah. talk about it. I don't want to mention it. I'm here to talk about me as an athlete, to remind sure. people of the champion who trained diligently, yeah. who's worked hours. We've had over 300 contests around yeah. the world at the yeah. highest level yeah. who put his heart and soul passion um made mistakes i'm okay with that but I, but not it was just more and more crap so i basically got to the fight i was destroyed inside mm. and the the promoters mucked me around <laughs> uh my fight was on it was off it was on it was off it was on even on the day on the day so um they they were like i was i slept in the promoter's room mm. um the night before and he come up drunk and i and i'm like what the fuck Mate, I've got to sleep. He told me to come to his room, come to the hotel, because yeah. because I, I was going to sleep at home and yeah. I was around with my my girl at the time, yeah. and I wanted to have a good night's sleep. But I should have stayed at home, yeah. so I didn't have a good night's sleep. Um, and then in the, the, the he said, "Look, go to the change room, just relax. I'm really sorry. Go and go and chill out. I'll bring your kit over." So I did that. It's and you're on at eight o'clock at, at five to seven. I get uh, the state the. The, the runner coming, Alex, you're on in five. Well, what? I haven't even got my kit. I, I take about half an hour to warm up and I was, I mean, my right? hands yeah. wrapped. Yeah. That's what I'm, I was going to get ready. I was just, I haven't even got my kit. Really? My blood pressure instantly went <laughs> through yeah. the roof. I had Adrenaline to run, dump, yeah. run from the O2, the next, um, about 10 minutes to get back to the hotel. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the, uh, the Marriott or something yeah, next yeah. door to it. I got my kit, run back, I had a fight with the security guards in front of 100 people in front of the O2 because they wouldn't let me back in. I'm on fucking in five minutes. Can mm. you hear my name? Mm. Ah. And I run into my change room. John McCarthy, Alex. Alex, you're on in five minutes. Mm. I'm like, they've already put, they've pulled the whole show up for me. And I'm like, I've just managed to get my wraps on and I've, I've instantly calmed down. Right, okay, I'm on. I've got no, I've got no, no warm-up. Yeah. No warm-up. My warm-up was fighting with the security guards. Yeah. And I walk out, and I'm, no mental preparation. 
you know, from how crap is that? And I fought and I went the distance because I'm tough. Yeah. And then he mounted me. But he didn't finish me and I mm. mounted him a couple of times. Just my head wasn't on. It's, sure. that's, it's not physical. It's mental at that level. And that was your last fight. That was two years ago? And it hurt me more to throw a kick. Yeah. Three years ago. Three hurt years me ago. Four, uh, 2016. It hurt me okay. four to throw a kick than to, to take one because mm. of the hips. Mm. And I'm a kicker. I remember throwing in the gym and the old robot with the remote and the, the my trainers with the remote control, they were telling me to throw a kick. And every yeah. time I did, I was like, mm. I couldn't walk probably. I'd be sparring. I'm going to get beaten up by a 16 year old. Mm. And I thought, what is going on? How does, and he's now, he's a stud. Mm. He fights, um, he's going to be a champion. Yeah. What's he's his 90, name? Um, <laughs> it comes to me in a second. If anyone wants to know, yeah. they can just they can just check your record. Yeah, you know he's he's not um he's, he's yeah yeah. Um, so after that fight, did you make a conscious decision that that was going to be your last one? No, nah, I'm going to come back. You're going to fight it all again? again. I'm like, who am I kidding? Mm. In denial. Mm. Let's be real. I said I remember speaking a year later, and I get offered some fights. Do you, do you ever have the urge to fight again? Oh yeah, yeah. And um, uh, my missus said, "Why do you want to fight?" You're not going to mm. make any money. Mm. I mean, yeah, make a few quid, but is it worth it for what you concentrate your energy? Mm. It's egotistical. Mm. And I said, you're absolutely right. It's not about, I mean, now I'm a, I've got a child. I want mm. another child. You want to pay for a mortgage. You've got bills to pay. How much time am I actually going to make making this money? Yeah. If it's going to provide for my future, if I had a gym. Yeah. And I've had any benefit. No. It doesn't really. Yeah. My ego. Yeah. That's literally it is. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not, that's it's not a good enough reason. That's not being a man. Yeah. So now I know what being a man is. Man has been providing for your family yeah. or providing for keeping up your honor and doing good for other mm. people. But for me, that would be purely egotistical. Yeah. So that that goes against my ethos. Mm. I mean, that's, that's something. I've grown up in that respect. So that makes me feel good. Yeah. Because uh, I think Lee Murray still wants to fight you, doesn't he? I don't think he does. <laughs> I, saw he, a, I saw an article from like two or three years ago. I'm sure he does. I'm not sure if he's ever. For we're those who friendly. don't know, we're uh, friendly. Lima, do, do you speak to him at all? I don't. I mean, yeah. is, he, is he in prison? Still? He's still in prison. So for those who don't know who Lee Murray is, he um, fifty-six million reasons. Fifty-three, 53. fifty-three. He was part of the uh, fifty-three million pound security heist. Uh, fled to Morocco because he uh, had Moroccan yeah. heritage, so wouldn't be extradited back. Then got caught in Morocco with drugs and got thrown in the prison. Uh, and I think he got a twenty-five year sentence. I think. So. We're teammates. Really, you're it's both shoot fighters. Yeah. We weren't when we fought. Sure. And Did you train with him with... afterwards? Then? Uh, yeah. I mean, he, that's like he, a, one, he, one of my dream interviews is uh, sitting he, down with Lee Murray inside a Moroccan prison. He broke my orbital <laughs> in, in the gym. He hit about, hard about a year later. He hit hard after I beat him. Yeah. He bit and he, yeah, I think that was to like so right. I'll tell yeah, you the bosses. Yeah. I remember driving to the hospital with one eye like this. Yeah. And they kept me in overnight to have me CT scans. It was that bad. Why is it bad? Blew my nose and my eye popped out. Fucking hell. Cheers, Lee. <laughs> so we're friendly. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine he'd want to do that. I mean, lots of bad things are said, which I've not said. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've, I can imagine if people shit talk. And yeah. Um, you know, c continuing on with the whole MMA thing to um, for, for the old school MMA fans out there, you were at uh, UFC 38, right? You didn't fight, but you were at uh, the Brawl at the Royal Albert Hall. Oh, my Hall. God. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Do you know who I sat next to? Go on. Guy Ritchie. Did you? 
I love I know Shilly, guy, yeah. Shilly. You know him, do you? Yeah, he trains at Rogers, yeah. Oh. oh well, he doesn't train at Rogers anymore, but he spends yeah. most of his time in New is York. He's a black belt now, isn't he? He is a black belt. I'm hoping they get him on the podcast when he's got a little bit of time in yeah. between movies. He d- it's really not weird. I didn't really speak. I said hello. I didn't really. I, was, I wasn't I was. starstruck. Or yeah. I, wasn't, I didn't really. I was. He's a cool into, guy. I like Yeah. I, I like guy, yeah. Was I doing a Hollyoaks then? When was that? <sighs> it was a while ago. Was it? What year was it? <sighs> Mm. Was it nineties or was it no two thousand something? Okay, maybe yeah. two thousand seven or eight. Wow, I think so. I might be wrong. Yeah, Don't yeah. quote me on that. I'm just guessing. But um, did you see the infamous brawl between Lee Murray and Tito Ortiz? So <laughs> was this at the after party? He wasn't a happy bunny. No, at Lee. I, I t- this this was the after I mean, party. We're friendly because yeah. at this point, and he was talking to him. And I thought, oh, listen, I'm a martial artist and a competitor and an athlete. I'm not a fighter, and he's sure. a proper he's a fighter. Fight. I mean, Lee is a, a fighter. Yeah, dude. he's a scary dude. I mean, if I have a reason and a cause, I could yeah. go to war. I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, yeah. He's scary, and I have to have purpose. But he, he's he's one of these people who's got naturally got it. Yeah, he's a fighter. Um, so so was that? This was at the after party. Because what I've heard, I've not China spoken. White. I've not spoken to. Oh, really? I've not spoken to anyone who was at this. But this Chuck is a, Liddell taking his watch. This is one of the most. Inf- so I heard. Chuck Liddell, bang, Chuck, bang. Chuck Liddell was in the corner, who just dropping was it? people. The who Militich was and uh, Tim Sylvia, Matt Hughes. So go on, tell me, what, like, what happened? I've been wanting to talk to someone who was there for years. Yeah. It's unreal. It was like, I mean, if you want to get popcorn. Give me all of it. This was like, wow. I mean, he was upset. He was angry. I, I was a dick as well to um, Tito. And I've wanted to, I should apologize to him. Um, I, I'm, I, sure I, he, I'm sure I, he deserved it. I respect Tito. As, I mean, he came up to me and his belt on. Uh, his belt. And I was like, who are you, mate? Who are you? I'm Tito Ortiz, but I'm like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, why is that? I, I mean, I knew exactly who he was. I was trying to be like a prick. Hey, look, um, if someone's um, walking around a club yeah. with, their, with their UFC belt on, they deserve yeah. to get a little I, bit of ridicule. I was being a dick. I mean, I, uh, why did I do that? That's not nice of me. Anyway, but obviously someone else later, my mate, um, he wasn't too happy with him. And he, Lee. Yeah, long story short, he popped him. Yeah, he sucker punched yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah. Bang. <laughs> yeah. He dropped him? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He was like a, um, I mean, he was like something else. Though. I mean, he threw, he threw like three people off him. Um, really? Uh, t- uh, Tito. Yeah. Three people. He was like, Wah. So did this kick off like a whole brawl in the, in the club? Outside. It was outside? I only got the, the end of it. I mean, it was, I was like, what's going on? I mean, something real. I, I saw Chuck Liddell, right cross, left hook. Yeah. And put his back, watch back on. I'm like, what's that all about? It's fucked up. Man, he was a badass. Oh, man. that was before. I think him at that point, him and Tito were friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's like an iconic moment from uh, MMA history. And everyone scarpers afterwards. Really? Everyone just pegged it. Yeah. Well, that got that that did well for um, Lee. Yeah. He beat he beat my nemesis Jorge. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Because I I went against Jorge in a stupid red pants as a but there sure and i got stopped it's the only time i've been stopped really ever wow. Jorge rivera wow i was scared was it submission? i was scared no he dropped me oh, really? he, he didn't um it wasn't out i got up in the cat they, yeah they, they said nah done I see his diet. yeah any other good memories from uh 
that the listeners would uh, would appreciate from back in the day, old school MMA times? I'm sure you've got plenty. Well, I have. I've got lots. Yeah, <laughs> but just trying to legal reasons. <laughs> hmm. I, I mean, I'm released. Come, we used to have Nando's after training. Yeah, this is after we've had our battle and we're yeah. friends. And you talk about the things you've done that week. You know, yeah, knocking someone out. Or, yeah. Guillotine and he used to fight bouncers, didn't he? Yeah, it? yeah. And I'm like, it was, I was having gun battles. Really? And I'm like, anyone else you'd think it was bollocks. He got stabbed outside a club, didn't he? Oh. Yeah. That's a story. Okay. <sighs> Please tell me you were there. I wasn't. Okay. There. But you heard about James it. James Zickich. Yeah. Another London shoot fire. Yeah. Very awesome. Fought in UFC. Fought Pat. Uh, who did he fight? I can't remember. Jeremy Horn. Mm. Um, he. Um, Say a pre- on a Thursday night at about 12 o'clock at night, I get a call from James, who's big into Jesus. He's gone okay. He's gone all Jesus. He was at the time? Yeah, big. He, 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 Jesus was his to get him off drugs. He was like, and he, good good for him. He went mm. all Jesus, right? Say a prayer for our brother James, uh, our brother Lee. He's just been stabbed. I'm, oh, no, I phone, I phone him up straight away. Whoa, what's going on, James? Yeah, Lee went down to Funky Buddha, did some trouble with some of the people down there. Yeah. And they stabbed him. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, and I thought about going to see him, but I thought it probably wasn't the best time. Mm. Um, okay. I, I, I thought about it for a week. And I saw he was all right. He'd recovered and mm. stuff. And Okay, that was the end of that. I thought I don't need to go and see him. He's okay. Yeah. Um, same time, the exact same time, a week later, I get a call from James. Uh, no, a text message say a prayer for our, the same text I went James you sent me the same text you sent me last week oh no he's come out of hospital he's gone back there and he's got stabbed again no he yeah. went straight back to the same club yeah and he got stabbed by the same guy again I don't know about the same guy but yeah. he got stabbed by crackheads fucking hell uh, <laughs> I mean it, it's made you realise that um, it doesn't matter how big and tough you are those, those eight stone crackheads yeah probably stop going to Funky Buddha as well yeah, well, I, mean, I don't know. What, I don't know what they were doing in terms of. I don't want to. Sure. There's, there's. I don't know. I'm sure that, there's more to the story in that, than in that. that world. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you what I. I, yeah. I know. Yeah. And I and I generally I don't know. Yeah. I'm not saying that because I'm sure I'm sure there is more to that story. Mm. And I might even have this wrong, so I apologise if mm. I've got it wrong. This is what I've I've heard because I wasn't there. Mm. I've heard this secondhand from other people who were there. Yeah. Um, um, so he'd gone back and he got stabbed in the heart and he died a few times. Yeah, I did hear that. Actually. And now yeah. this is the, the really crazy shit, right? Um, I see I see Lee in the gym about two months later, and he's all quiet and like um, it's like your soul was trying to reboot and all spiritual dude. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. He's seen some stuff because he's died yeah. three times and come back, and it's like, oh, what are you gonna do now, Lee? Yeah, you know, would you? I was saying, would you ever? do some crazy fights maybe even throw a fight like I did I'd never throw a fight I said imagine you're like you know they used to do in um, in New York you know mm. uh, Gardens was it uh, you, yeah you're gonna Rocky Marciano that yeah, sort of yeah, thing yeah, yeah you got, you're poor you're destitute you want to feed your family yeah Reed I'd never do that yeah what are we gonna do um, rob a bank and you laughed I said, mate, you can't walk a bank in this day and age. You can if you know what you're doing. That's the last thing I said to him. Oh my god! And a month later, that was the biggest. It was the biggest heist in uh, British history. No, 
history of the world. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got arrested over that one. Did you? Did yeah. you think they thought you were a part of it? Yeah. Was it? It was other people from London Shoot as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. think so. I'm yeah. Not all gangsters. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I might have some of that story wrong. Yeah. Um, and I apologise if I do, because it's so long ago and. That's as much as I know. I mean, yeah. I just, I'm, it's a crazy story, man. Yeah, it's yeah. A crazy I, mean, I don't story. know what what else went on. Yeah, I mean, that's whether he did rob a bank or not. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for his uh, OJ Simpson yeah. style uh, "If I Did It" sort of book. Well, I know that's going to make a good film. Oh yeah, it's going to be a film one day. Yeah, for sure. Who's going to play me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not in it. <laughs> I could be in it. Could I play Lee? I can't play Lee. He's a scary dude. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean the thing, and I fought him. Yeah. I mean, I've, 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 I've I kind of won on a technicality. Te- technica- te- technicality. Yeah, there you go. A technicality. Technicality. Yeah. Was it a DQ, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, um, yeah. He kept turning his back. Yeah. And he's blaming that I was grabbing the ropes. Yeah. You know. but, you know, it was, a, it was a tough scrap. Yeah. It was no, yeah, definitely no clear winner. Yeah, regardless, and we had respect for each other sure. after that, you know, because whoever won, we'd be the shit out of each mm. other. And um, and it's funny, isn't it? Funny, someone you you potentially hate and you want to kill, you you get it's very intimate. Uh, you fight, get very spiritual. Fighting is incredibly. Same thing um, with Tom. Yeah, fight fighting. You share something with someone. I think even the the more emotion that you bring to it, actually the closer you can become because of it, but you share a very special moment with someone when you're really fighting with them, especially in mm. MMA, you know, it happens to a degree in grappling, but, um, uh, depends on the situation. But in MMA, when you're having a, a real proper fight like that, like you have with, um, Lee and like you have with Tom, mm. you're sharing a moment in each of your, your lives that are significant that no one else will ever understand apart from the person that you're standing up against trying to punch in the face. <laughs> totally. Everyone I've fought, like like that there's mm. been a respect even though there's not you don't potentially like each other there's a respect but you do you do you like it's okay yeah. yeah it's cool yeah how was Tom incidentally Tom Watson for yeah he's cool I like Tom I he came him. down and uh, he's come down and trained with me a few times but yeah he's a cool guy I like Tom he he was um, light now isn't he he's just, yeah a lot smaller yeah cruiserweight yeah. oh yeah, sorry uh, uh, weltweight yes yeah. what, what happened um, I don't know I don't know and he got poorly recently. I think, fight. yeah, I bel- I, I'm not sure if I got this right because he had a, um, I think he told me on the podcast or afterwards, I'm not sure if it was public at the time, but he signed to Cage, Cage Warriors and he had a fight set up. And um, I believe that there was, uh, there was something with, uh, in the medical, there was some sort of thing on the brain and the doctor said he could fight. Uh, again, I'm not sure if this is 100% correct, but uh, they weren't so sure. And he's going, well, if you're not sure about this, I'm going to get more damage. He's being smart now, um, which you have to be when you get to that age. You know, you're, you're thinking about your family, your career, or your brain. Uh, you've got to be careful with, with that stuff. Um, I think he thought, okay, you know, I'm, I need to actually take some time out and, and, and check on what's going on. So I don't know the situation of it, but um, hopefully... Hopefully he's okay. Firstly, and hopefully if he if he wants to continue fighting, he gets cleared to fight, and he can do that again. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not. I'm would not you okay. Would you ever do MMA? Uh, I don't know. Do you ever do any striking? Uh, I, I I got into jiu-jitsu to do MMA. That was always my intention. I just loved MMA and uh, uh, watching all the old UFC fights and stuff like that. So I got into. Do jiu-jitsu. you ever do striking now? Very very little. 
Uh, my goal was to, my, my ground a pound. You'd be good at that. Oh, that would be greater. Yeah, that'd be greater. What's but, your um, wrestling like? Uh, I'm training a bit of wrestling now, so it's getting better very slowly. Yeah. But uh, I, I got into jiu-jitsu to do MMA. My plan was to train jiu-jitsu for a couple of years to get it to a good standard, then incorporate. You know, when by the time I get to 16, 17, start to incorporate some striking. Which I started to do, but the problem was by the time I got to sort of 17 and 18, when I started going to striking classes and getting striking training done, I was really into the jiu-jitsu. So oh. I didn't want to stop training jiu-jitsu. What is this? To train. What's this? What is this? I don't know, man. Jiu-jitsu. Where did that do come from? Do you know where it comes hey. from? Do you know where it comes from? It, it comes from um, surfing. It's a hang 10 for surfing. But hang 10? The, what does the, that mean? So it's, it's just like a, I don't know. What's this? That I know. What's do you know where name? that comes from? Uh, victory. That comes from, uh, or allegedly, exactly. The, so, the, French, the French used to cut the, um, they used to cut the English know, fingers is... off. Where's that from? Hello, sir. I'm going to show you my eyes. Oh, really? Yeah? Knight in shining armor. Yeah? This is rude. This is, uh, before I kill you, I'm going to show you my eyes. This is, uh, everyone, uh, everyone listening to this and not watching this is probably very confused because we're doing a load of hand signals. So and, basically, uh, <laughs> I'm doing a salute. A salute is to when you raise your visor as a knight to yeah. show your eyes. So, so the, uh, I'm doing the, uh, two finger, the two finger salute, yeah. which apparently was from, um, sit on it or swivel on it. It no, was, uh, the, the French used to cut the bow fingers off of the English longbowmen. So when they would go to battle, they would all show their fingers going, we've still got our fingers and we're going to shoot some Why arrows through you. so bad? What does that mean? It's just like anything. It's like a swear word, isn't it? Is it a swear? Fuck you. It's, like, it's, Fuck only, you. it's only as bad as what we put, uh, what's the age listenership to this? I don't know. I don't know. The average I, I, I do apologize if I am swearing. Um, no, we, I, I swear. I definitely swear every episode. So there's no. definitely no issue there. Um, talking of fights, I have a few things written down. Talking of fights, uh, you went on Gladiator, right? Da, 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 the TV da, da, show. Gladiator. Uh, yes, did I you did. get into a fight with one of the gladiators? Um, Cobra. A little bit. It, and it wasn't a little bit. It, it, he was... Um, we were being friendly and it, we were having a little tussle. Yeah. And then it, it, how it can testosterone. Sure. It can get a little bit more heated. And I guess who come and stopped it? Go on. A wolf. Oh, really? He was, he was like, look, boys, stop yeah. it. Stop it. Come on. You're going to stop mucking around. You're yeah. going to hurt each other. Because, you know, like you're someone in wrestling or jiu-jitsu mm. and you've got a bit of an ego hit you and mm. you're not hitting them back and it goes. Was this, was this a, did you do it? Back in the 90s or? 98. 98, yeah. It so was, the original one. It was. When it was massive. Just around the same time as Saving Private Ryan. Really? I went on a lot of shows like that. I did um, did about three TV shows like that. Go on, on well. What is it? Um, Caught Red-Handed, which was, and I got selected to go on this show called, oh, well, um, uh, surprise, surprise. Okay. No, 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 not Blind Date. Okay. Blind Date. Did Blind you? Date, yeah. With, I, um, I didn't do it though. Silla Black? Silla, with Silla. Really? You didn't do it? No. Because I was, I would have been on, I was on, I was on um, Gladiators and I was on Court Red Handed straight away. Yeah. Court Red Handed, Court Red Handed was before, then I was on Gladiators yeah. and I would have been on Surprise Surprise on the same night. Wow. What's well, the chance uh, air, of that? All airing on the they same night. They didn't even realise. They yeah. didn't even realise and then they did. They, they, that's why they. Oh, they, they pulled you from yeah. uh, Blind Date? Yeah. That's yeah. a man. It, it, you, you've I had, wasn't that fast about it. You've <laughs> had, yeah, I know. You've you've had such a crazy. Uh, I wanted to be a fame. I wanted to be famous. Well, this is the thing I was going to ask you. Like, I wanted to be famous. From, from what age did you want to be famous? Um, 
when did I play St. George? That was eight, nine. So, so that, from that point, that glory and adulation of the crowd. So and that was it. It wasn't so much, and it wasn't for my sex life and yeah. salacious stuff, which it became. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, of being famous, being famous. Like, yeah. what's this? What's it? X on the beach or sex on yeah, the beach? Yeah, yeah. All Love these Island, sort of And I said, I mean, I, I talk to people. We live in a society where we search for acceptance outside mm. the whole time. Mm. Um, we're addicted, and I am, to mm. my phone. Um, social media mm. and it's, it gives you serotonin dopamine likes yeah. you know you want to feel you want you want the likes you want the ticks yeah it makes you feel good yeah and that's that releases chemicals yeah and we're always looking for outside i'm trying to look for inside now mm. and having that content of i'm enough yeah and i i, I have accepted myself like the, yeah. whole, the whole sexuality thing was quite big for a while and i accept myself i love my lady mm. And I want another child, and mm. I believe in the family unit, and that's that's what I'm about now. Mm. And 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 I like teaching. I, I still, I mean, I don't really do much of it. I, I've just started a boot camp, yeah, because acting that, yeah. is feast or famine. Yeah, um, as much as I love acting, um, you're still acting, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, 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 I am, I'm, yeah. I'm applying for things all the time. I've got another play coming up. Um, I just did two plays and. I did a couple of sitcoms last year and, and two films. Yeah. Um, and, but in the meantime, when that's not working, um, I, I, I avoid celebrity. I'm asked to do celebrity stuff all the time. Mm. If it's the right thing, I do it. I mean, the last celebrity thing I did was celebrity botch bodies. Okay. They, they, um, where are my nose broken so many times? Okay, yeah. Like 20, 30 times. Wow. They, um, only professionally twice. I've had two nose operations, <laughs> but about 20 un, un, <laughs> professional one. what's that pencils in there and give it a give it a good shake well they if you see it it's disgusting they the guy he slices my nose and pulls it back and he's chiseling it he's really? it away i've never seen one like this yeah it's gross but i mean it's great yeah, i can breathe noses yeah i can breathe properly yeah. so um th th i did that on channel five there is, so you did you did that on uh, you got on, your nose fixed on tv and i thought okay it's a five grand six grand job yeah and they mentioned me as an actor and a and an athlete. Yeah. So I was like, I'm all right at that. Take that. They didn't mention anyone's name, didn't yeah. mention anything silly about cross-dressing. I'm like, oh, it's so boring, cross-dressing. Yeah. I mean, you've, I've, I haven't cross-dressed since I can remember. Yeah. Time and morning. Yeah. I'm like, and happy dressed. Yeah. And we're still going on about that. It's yeah. ridiculous. And what does it even matter? Yeah. It doesn't. That, that, I think that's You're the heterosexual guy who's had yeah. sex in the... That's... Uh, Daniel Strauss. Yeah. Who's had sex in the mission position. Yeah. Oh my God. He did 69 once as well. In 2008. No comment. He, he slept with someone in, a, in an airplane toilet. That's disgusting. Oh. I mean, do you know what I mean? I mean yeah, we, it's ridiculous. It's, 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 but it's not. I mean, we, we laugh and giggle about it. Yeah. Isn't it silly? And yeah. we make fun of people. When, um, on, I'm, going, I'm going on that topic. I didn't want to talk about it. Um, who's the, the Jenna? Uh-huh. Carly, not, uh, yeah, Bruce, quite. Bruce. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Bruce. Ka Caitlin. 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 He got absolutely ridiculed. I could see he was, what he was doing way before. Yeah. I could see the telltale times. Yeah. Like, Surprise. Yeah. Um, but there was like a, there was a joke on Family Guy about it, about so many jokes years about before, it. And, yeah. he, and he's had so much, um, abuse yeah. because of it. And it's not right. Um, it's like I'm an ex-paratrooper we would laugh at anything mm. there's every racist joke nothing's inappropriate your best mate dies and you take the piss yeah 
but there's not a malice, single bit of malice. Sure, yeah. I mean, I can say the N word. Yeah. And no problem. And all my black mates say, you mind, you know, mind it, mind it. Yeah. And I'm like, not a problem. But the way you say it, if I say yeah. filthy dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're swearing. It's yeah. the intent. It's the intent behind it. And I understand you have to protect um, you, you, you being PC. Sure. But it's ridiculous. There's, you can be too PC. We're, we're in a world of everybody gets offended by everything. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and, and just you're mentioning the, the fame stuff. And I guess like, one of my biggest questions that I wanted to ask you was, I think it's, you've been involved in so much stuff. You did fighting, you did uh, the acting, you've done the TV shows, you've done the, you know, and then really threw yourself into the tabloid celebrity lifestyle, for lack of a better word, or the big brother stuff and everything afterwards. Is it what you expected when you first had this idea or this obsession in your head to become famous because you achieved what you looked to do and once you got it no no i didn't really know what i was what i was going you have a mis you have a misconception yeah well, not a misconception you have a not a miss because what what is real and what isn't real mm. i i thought it was something else yeah i thought i would have contentment can be content mm. and and peace and i don't have peace or content i have anything far from it yeah and so I'm like, wow. So what is life really all about? Mm. And this is part of my journey in this being in this vehicle called Alexander, Alex, in this being called Alexander Reed to try and understand what it's all about. Mm. And as Muhammad Ali said, he, when he got all religious in his later years, he was saying um, that I've spent all this time doing my boxing and I've probably got enough. This is around my sort of age. I've got probably the rest of my life now to start talking to God and find out what the rest of my life's all mm. about. It's kind of not that I'm a, not a religious person one bit, and I mean I'm not. I find it fascinating. Yeah. But I am fascinated by what what goes on afterwards. Yeah. I mean, I've, so I've you just, are, you asked me the question earlier. I guess I'll ask it back to you. What do you think happens when you die? Well, you think you get reincarnated? I Ho believe hopefully, we're hopefully not as a dog in China. Um. It could be. Yeah. I could choose to do that. Yeah. I actually could. And uh, I had a uh, an argument, a row. I mean, I wasn't rowing with my family. And mm. I said, how can you, how could you, how can you explain a war and famine and paedophilia and babies that die straight away? Well, I said, unfortunately, mm. I don't think it's not nice. It's not nice either. Mm. Uh, why Why have all this suffering? And, but That's not fair. That's crap. That's I'm, like, I'm not. I think we choose mm. sometimes our higher being chooses to, to not to experience the most horrific things. You might be a parent. You mm. see your child die. Mm. And that's your lesson. And that sounds, excuse me, effing horrendous. Yeah, it sounds fucked up. But it's, <laughs> we'll come and do it again. Mm. Uh, this physical pain. I asked every spiritual guru, I've had enough. I don't want to do it anymore. I want to go back. Mm. God, Supreme Creator, Mr. Mm. Universe, whatever you are, give me, I don't want to earn it. Mm. There's something in Kabbalah called bread of shame. I've been studying that recently. Um, and the Kabbalah is basically the theory is we were created and we had everything, but we didn't, we didn't appreciate it. Mm. So we wanted to earn it. So we were then given, uh, that's called bread of shame. Mm. You don't, you don't. And then we were then given life like we have it now. Yeah. Um, you can go and say the Adam and Eve story, mm. the apple, sin, all that sort of stuff. There's many theories. What do I think that happens to get all that? 
I think we're in re- a reincarnation cycle here. Mm. Our beings are stuck here right now. Um, we're higher entity beings. We've come away from the light, the supreme being, and we've decided to, we were physical, we were like ethereal, light beings of supreme power, and we decided to become carnate. Mm. We decided to become carnate um, to physical being. And the latest model with the RH blood type negative, I'm talking very crazy. Do you know about that? Yeah. Um, the Adam and Eve and all that sort of stuff. The, there's there's many different... We're, we're the latest um, beings on this planet. And yeah. I believe there's Lemuria, Atlantis. Do you know about that? Yeah. I believe these places existed. These the, are ancient, um, highly evolved, civiliza- lost civilizations. And the reason why we don't have the evidence is because they're vibrating on a higher frequency. What happened to the Aztecs or the Mayans? Mm. They just completely disappeared. Mm. I mean, I'm sure the first, I think the first spiritual book I read was the Celestine Prophecy. Have you ever heard that book? No. Um, when it's about coincidences, but the, what there's no coincidence. Everything's meant to be. And when you, and basically once you get to, the, the Aztecs, the Mayans, they, they just disappeared. Hmm. They just disappeared from the planet. They started vibrating on a higher frequency and disappeared and people do. That sounds a bit weird, weird in here, but... Um, oh, you think that the uh, the minds ascended? Yeah. Really? Long story short, whether you're physical, whether you're spiritual, regardless, there's still a spirit, which is the control unit. Okay, let's explain it like a car. You've got a car, and you've got in the car, you've got the actual the car, you've got the engine, and you've got the, the engine and the computer. The engine and the computer are the same thing. No, you've got the engine, you've got the computer, and you've got the human mm. driving it. Right. Uh, so the, the car, the engine is our body, mm. the computer is our mind, and the, the, the person inside it is our soul. Mm. So we have, I think, a soul which has decided to become carnate. We want to experience more. Our soul wants to experience more. Mm. But I think we're trapped here on this planet. I think there's a there's a there's some there's some and I think there's malevolent and benevolent higher beings call them gods angels whatever mm. you want and you can talk about Illuminati the Nephilim different the Bilderbergs and it goes on to yeah. different blood groups which are controlling the planet and I I generally believe there there is so much control on this planet I'm talking in very very broad spectrum here and there's are so we much, talking uh, so much more to this than I'm, I'm reptile people. All of that sort of stuff. And many, many. You believe in that? Many, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think there's many different alien species on this planet. Um, really? Really. Um, <coughs> things we can't see affecting us. Mm. Benevolent and malevolent. And they're fighting for us. And I think there's a, a reincarnation cycle, like a factory, to keep us here in this solar system, in this planet. There's a lot of stuff going on on this planet. It sounds like a science fiction film. Mm. Um, and I'm talking very broadly. There's a lot more in depth. I could go into this in great detail, but I'm trying to skim it in a very two-minute analogy. Yeah. Um, we're kept here because certain powers that be are benefiting from us being here mm. rather than going off and being all over the universe and doing other things. So when we die, we can. I believe we can leave the reincarnation cycle if we learn the right knowledge. And that's what but you're trying to do? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do, ultimately. And I've talked very broadly there. I yeah. mean, there's a lot more depth and I could go into much sure. detail, but yeah. I've talked really quickly to try and skim over it. Mm. I've had enough. Um, 
I've, I'm awoken in so many ways. Mm. And there's some shit going down. I believe in Christ consciousness. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, do you know about critical mass? Uh, yeah. Do you know the 100 monkey syndrome? No. Um, I don't know when. I'm, again, if any listens is going to go, uh, shoot me down in flames if you notice. Briefly, there were scientists, I don't know if it's the 60s, 70s or whenever it was, not that long ago. They were studying mon- monkeys on one island in the South Pacific uh-huh. or, was, or was it around, somewhere like that. On one island and on another island, they're 100 miles apart at the same time. Yeah. They discovered monkeys on one island, they started washing their bananas. One monkey washed its bananas in the water to get the sand off it and it tasted mm. better. The other monkeys, that's a good, yeah, yeah. they started doing it. They were washing their bananas in the in the water to get the sand off it so it tasted better. Yeah. When, when enough monkeys did it, all of the monkeys on the other island simultaneously started doing it. It's called the 100 monkey syndrome and that means it's critical mass. Basically, they're connected. Mm. So when one person gets it, when enough people get it, everybody gets it. Sure. I've often had an idea and, it'll, and or it's a joke <laughs> or something and it goes round and everybody seems to get it at the same time. Yeah. So listen, isn't that weird <clears throat> how that happens? I mean, in... Before we had social media. Yeah. Now, critical mass. I really believe in we can affect the whole... I believe in energy and we can... You know about Reiki. I'm a Reiki master, incidentally. You You trained in Reiki? uh, Reiki and Sekhem. Sekhem is the ancient Egyptian form. I went to Luxor and... um, I'm going off on tangents. We'll get there. (laughs) That's all right. That's all right. So Reiki, for those who don't know, if if they did tests where <laughs> rice in a bowl, in two bowls, and they'd give one bowl Reiki energy and they could, they left one bowl, didn't do anything to it. The the bowl, would, I don't know the exact timeline, it started to mould, mm. get mouldy. The bowl given Reiki didn't didn't get mouldy and mm. stayed great. So basically, we can give good intention. Yeah, we can make people. You, they've done experiments. Who's a scientist on water? giving good intention to water. Sure. They did it to plants as well. You talk to plants. Yeah. You have happy thoughts, happy feelings. And I know about this. Before I know about Reiki, you can go into a room, you can feel them, cut the knife with attention, yeah. touch the tension with a knife. Yeah. And I'm now, I wouldn't want to go into those rooms. Now, I love myself and I feel so protected and I have entities and beings protecting mm. me in higher realms. That I can go in there, I can be the light. I can be the yeah. guy to be peaceful. And that's what I want to do. I'm trying to raise everybody's vibration as much as possible. So we all vibrate on a higher frequency. And when we do that, critical mass, we will ascend. Mm. We will will evolve. We're not there. We're loving so much fear. Yeah. And guess what one of those things is? And I go, I, I, as much as I've gone on tangents, it's all yeah. coming back. Our penal gland. Yeah. We have, we're all connected. All connected, but we dumb it down. We're fluoride. And I'm not, and I'm like, and as part of me, my brain saying that's rubbish yeah and what we're talking like the crap but it just feels right in my heart and my soul what we're we're how we're learned to conform from an early age Mm. at school we go to school we sit down to obey to be factory workers we are so enslaved today by the monetary system the banking system we haven't got enough money we all need to go to work it's so much stress i feel this stress all the time yeah i've got to go and provide for my family i need this i need this item i need we're not even in control of what we want our yeah. thoughts because we're so bombarded with all this information so critical mass is about becoming aware becoming free from this and to i i'm so, so 
rebel because I don't conform to anything. Mm. This is what gets me in trouble the whole sure. time in the media with the law many times. Yeah. But there's no malice or nastiness. I'm trying to do for It comes from a good place. Absolutely. And we need people like that because if we didn't, we'd still be putting homosexuals in prison. Yeah. We'd still be cutting people's heads off. Yeah. We, we need continual reform. Look at what's going on with the, the, the LGBT movement, how yeah. much more it's free now. And for, uh, from the, the prejudice and denigration I got to today. Mm. And that's because of critical mass. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's unacceptable now. We could talk about revenge porn. I'm not going to go there. So I, uh, sure. But that's a big subject. But maybe but that's shaky legal ground. Maybe we want to look at that in October. Another time, yeah. Okay. That could be an interesting yeah. article. <laughs> Post uh, yeah. ayahuasca, yeah. yeah. And that's it. Uh, Acacia. 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 Okay. So, where do I want to do it? I want to, I want to, maybe I don't want to escape this. Maybe this is the reason. When I get, when I get the option, mm. when I'm dead, mm. and I'm about to um, come back and do it all again, and get touched by the angel here, mm. which they believe in Kabbalah, which wipes your memory, mm. so you can appreciate it all again. Maybe I want to do it. Maybe I decide to come and do that again. Maybe I'm going to decide there's so many loved ones down here. There's so many people I need to come and help. Um, people I've left behind. Mm. I need to go and... I need... Like, my dad's here right now. Mm. Um, generally, I talk to him all the time. Mm. Um, I might decide that... But when I'm gone, he, he can go... Or everyone he, he knows yeah. in his physical incarnation as Bob Reed. Mm. When they're all gone, he can go and go off. I might decide to stay around in spirit form. Mm and help other people but there's also I could also I believe there's a higher self hmm. this is only half of me or a, a fraction of me there's a higher self somewhere else I've come to experience when I go off tomorrow night and I talk to God it will be me hmm. maybe some other beings entities other friends and allies I might decide to go off and do some more fun things I might go to find, go and find heaven hmm. that'd be good I often wonder this is hell yeah. This is how. This incarnation, and we're going on to Elon Musk. Um, we're a hologram. Because, I tell you what, I'm, I wanted to ask you this. Okay. Have you ever had moments of sheer enlightenment and happiness? You think, oh, fuck me, that's what it's all about. And then you forget it all. Um, yeah. And, and, and you feel like, you know it all, and then you're like, you, you, oh. I think dr dreaming's definitely a, a weird old thing. We're not, we're not yeah. allowed or capable to comprehend sure. that extreme ecstasy. Yeah. And that made to me is like the glimpse of heaven mm. or paradise. So maybe we are in some sort of hell. Yeah. I, I, I sound pretty hippie and weird here, but it, it just, that's what it feels like. And I, I still, as much as that, as much as this is all great, I, I understand like I'm not a jihadist who feels like this this life now is worth something and mm, it means sure. something. I mean, I still want to make the best I can with what I've got right now. Yeah. And I have carnate, carnal desires and lusts. Mm. I want uh, I still want nice things. Mm. Um, it's not like, oh, I don't need to worry about it because karma, I can, if I die now, I'll have a better life in the next life. Sure. I don't want to come back and do the next life. I've got this life here now. So let's enjoy it. I might decide, do you know what? I'm not going to go off to heaven. I'm gonna go, heaven might be being Mitzi my cat. Hmm. It might be. Yeah, I have to think this is this is what goes on Alex Reed's head. Yeah, does that sound crazy? Please tell me if that does. Um, it, crazy is a subjective term, you know. It, yeah. it, it, to to people, average average Joe, 
people sounded crazy for uh, people were called crazy and ridiculed in times where today they're accepted as geniuses. So yeah, um, I think I think for every you know my my beliefs don't necessarily line up with your beliefs, but I respect that. And, yeah. There's no reason why my beliefs are any more real or real than yours. Absolutely, are. I think that's a that doesn't just come down to your spirituality or your religion or it. It, that generalizes over any of your beliefs, whether uh, as as long as they come from a pure place. And I think as long as you're willing to be open and understanding of other people's beliefs, as soon as you say, I believe in reincarnation. And if you don't believe in reincarnation, you're stupid. As long as you, as soon as you say that, then it becomes, you know, you, you yeah. have a belief and you're not being accepting of others. I think okay. as long as you're accepting of others. Um, and, and, I, I, and for all else fails, I'll go back to what Jim Carrey said. It doesn't matter. Yeah. None of it matters. Yeah. I love it, man. Dude, we've done yeah. two and a half hours. I'm going to get told off by the missus. <laughs> bro, give me some knuckles. Awesome, brother. Thank you very much. I really much. enjoyed it. It was nice to chat and Absolutely. get into your head and learn Absolutely. some things as well. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. And, um, if anyone wants to come and check out my new boot camp in Mill Hill, because yes. we are sitting here in Mill Hill as we speak. Absolutely. How big is your Mill Hill audience here? Um, I would say there's a good few number of people. Mill Hill Boot Camp. It's at Mill Hill Park every Tuesday and Thursday. At 7 to 8 p.m. and Saturday mornings at 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. Cool. What's the website? Uh, bcuk.uk. bcuk.uk. And it is all shapes and sizes. Shapes and sizes. sizes. So if you're fit, uh, uh, great. If you're unfit and you struggle to walk upstairs, no problem. I will cater for all of your wonderful needs. Fun, fun-friendly atmosphere. Sometimes I'll be a drill, a drill sergeant. Obviously, I have a martial arts and uh, military background, so I'm good at now functional, fun exercises. Mm. I'm not going to train you to be a killer, but naturally, you're going to naturally have a few killer moves in there. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. I'm mean, like I said. You'll get, we there's so many great moves in jujitsu and wrestling and yeah. and martial arts, which have great physical benefits, um, almost yogic, yeah. Pilates style stuff. I've I've got a my own workout, Alex Reed's GMP firm up. Ground and pound that fat away. Think yeah. Tybo, body combat meets Pilates. So we're going to bend and twist. Uh, we're going to hit stuff. We're going to lift stuff. We're going to run. We're going to do all sorts of fun and games. So please come and check it out. That's Tuesdays, Thursdays, 7 to 8 p.m. And Saturdays, 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. Sweet. bcuk.uk. Oh, yeah. Awesome, man. Um, it was great chatting to you, Alex. I really, Thank really you, appreciate sir. it. And I'll, uh, I'll catch you again soon. Yo, bro. Awesome. That is it, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to follow, uh, find out more about Alex, then you can check out his Instagram, which is at Alex Reed Official, or you can follow him on Twitter, which I think where he mainly resides, which is at Alex Reed. Uh, as always, if you want to get in contact with the podcast, then you can email me at podcast at raspberryape.com. You can go to my website, which is raspberryape.com. You can follow my Instagram and Twitter, mainly Instagram though, which is at raspberry underscore ape. Um, and I now also have a Instagram account purely for the podcast, uh, where I'm going to be uploading a little bit more uh, content specifically for the podcast. So if you like the podcast, you should definitely go and follow my podcast Instagram, which is at raspberry ape podcast. Um, that's about it really. If you haven't subscribed already, then please subscribe. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and now on Spotify, which is excellent. Uh, you can also watch this or any other episode at youtube.com forward slash raspberry ape. Uh, and again, if you haven't already, go subscribe to that. That's it, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode and I will catch you next time. Take it easy.